1: Greetings, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode two hundred and seventy one, which is an exclusive two hour open forum discussion. Yes, we're beginning the show tonight in a different way. We're going to have an exclusive two hour open forum discussion. It begins now from eight till 10pm. Eastern standard time. And no, I'm sorry, but I can't wait for those of you who have not yet joined me in the chat room. I've already begun posting and sharing links and updates and information about tonight's itinerary in the chat room. So if you're not there, I'm inviting you to come and join me now. Don't be a backseat driver, sit up in the front with me. Join me in the chat room. Talkshoe.com. I repeat, www.talkshoe.com. Join me in the studio tonight, and here's the information that must be obtained by every one of you. For those who are listening via live stream, welcome. And yes, I'm coming to you live via the Talkshoe. Server. It is an internet podcast talk radio server. TalkShoe.com. And for those of you who do not know, you can be a member of TalkShoe and you can join for free and then build up credits to the degree where you can literally become paid because of the amount of listeners you acquire. Now, our broadcast is weekly. Tonight, you're privileged. It's just me and everyone else joining in tonight, and we're gonna have an open forum discussion from eight o'clock till 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are now joining the panel with the show hosts sage the page poet that is my moniker and i have recently fully embraced my evolution i'm not just a page poet ladies and gentlemen i have become something more it's the stage poet yes stage poet meaning the spoken word artist is now Not only publishing her poetry via self published books, but she's also coming to an open mic venue near you. Don't miss it. Also, I want to share with everyone there's an incredible series that our show is co hosting. And that incredible series, you will want to be in attendance at. And I'm gonna give you the details about it because this is really awesome. Something new, something new. Yes, you heard me correctly. Something new. Hold one second. And it's called the following, the Meet Me at the Library series. This series is launching for the first time and it's gonna be launching in the state of Pennsylvania, not in the city of Philadelphia, but in Yadin, PA. The show will be posted by the Yaden Public Library and co-hosted by Mwa Sage, ladies and gentlemen. What will it offer to you? Yes, this is community-centered and community-based. Here's what it's offering to you. The 2019 monthly book signings by by four, yes, four published authors. So these aren't just your average writers. These are published authors and a lot of them have already begun uh, acquiring their books, having high success ratings from New York Times to book clubs. So you don't want to miss out the opportunity to meet these phenomenal prolific writers. here, here are the dates and the authors who will be at Gaten Public Library and it starts this year. 2019. These are four monthly book signings by four published authors. On Saturday, September 14, 12pm to 2pm, published author Reginald Murray will be on location at the Yaden Public Library. Ladies and gentlemen, don't miss it. And his book, which will be in The spotlight is entitled A Successful Formula, A Successful Formula. Next, on Saturday, October 12th, 12 p.m. till 2 p.m., published author Dante T. McNeil will be, yes, featured. And his book is entitled God's Way, a message to a young, generation. This is an awesome opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, you can bring your youth. This book targets our youth from as young as I believe 13 years of age, all the way up to 30. Okay, God's way a message to a young generation next. Saturday, November 9th, from 12pm till 2pm. And this, this I'm so excited about this one because this is for the ladies, women. The published author who will be featured in the spotlight is Amelia Moore. Her book is entitled CEO versus CEO, an executive handbook on diversity training. And last but not least, on Saturday, December 14th, from 12 p.m. till 2 p.m., published author Kane Spade will be featured in the spotlight. The book, yes, his awesome right, is entitled Awaken the Poet. I repeat, Awaken the Poet. And I just want to share with everyone a signed copy of each of these authors' books. I am so highly honored to know them. I've had the privilege of interviewing each of those authors on this show's panel, The Exceptional School Show, which airs weekly every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. That is what we call the exclusive interview hour. During that hour, we have a feature artist in the spotlight. Yes, a published author, sometimes a rapper, sometimes a singer but a literary artist who is a legend in their own right. Don't miss this. This is done for you. A lot of you listen in and you get inspiration. You acquire the motivation necessary for you to achieve whatever your literary project goals are. We're here for you. From 9 p.m. till 10 p.m., that is what we call the Free Publishing Tips Hour, the co-host of The Exceptional Scribble Show, Boyerous Queen, Deborah Thalman is in the spotlight during that hour, and she provides free publishing tips to our callers and to those in the chat room who have questions because she has full answers. Again, I want to invite everyone. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to The Exceptional Scribble Show. And one more thing, I don't wanna leave anything out. One more thing, one more thing, this is Kate. Um, <clears throat> for tonight, the open forum discussion starts now. This show's panel caters to callers, may go overtime due to call volume, but I think we're good for tonight from eight to 10. We have time plenty of time. Here's how you can participate. Here's how you can participate. Simply call in. Here's the call in number 867-292-3066. I repeat 867-292-3066. Our show's ID number is 133193. I repeat 133193. Please join me. I'm in the chat room. And I would be honored to have you come and join me. There's a lot of information I'm sharing and posting there. Um, You can See it firsthand for yourself. Some of you are probably wondering, what is tonight's topic all about? Hmm. Well, you need to visit me in the chat room. If you don't know, you need to know. No better time than now time. Find out. Don't be in the dark. It's relevant information you should know. That's if you want to be a guest on this show. I don't want my guests in the dark. So I always do announcements at the beginning. I want to give a big shout out to Philadelphia. Yes, I am a native Philadelphian. Big shout out to Philadelphia. Also a big shout out to I have an adopted nephew who resides in Georgia. Big shout out to you always supporting us. Always calling into the show and providing headline news. Yes, he keeps his ear open so that he can share with us. What is the buzz today? What is getting a lot of media hype? What event is it? Where did it happen? Who was involved? He calls and he provides us with politic news. He provides us with just news, news, whatever is relevant to us today. He does it. So I want to give a big shout out to published author Philip Varian, my adopted nephew in Georgia. I want to give a big shout out to the Green family, the Cleveland family. Yes, I do. And the Carter family—we're all related. There's been a lot going on. Uh, most recently, we all attended the homegoing services of my mother, who has transitioned and now lives in that great spirit world—that special world, yes. And many there's many names people have for it, but what I love is. She is not just resting in peace, she's resting in power. She's on that level that we all strive to reach. And I am honored that I have the privilege of carrying on the legacy that she has established in this world. So I wanna say thank you to my mom, yes, who is in spirit, Who is a spiritual being now, holistically, she has no more earth suit weight on her and that part of her existence has ended and did so in a beautiful and peaceful manner. It was an honor um, experiencing and witnessing what transition truly means. How when a person is transitioning from the physical state and onto the spirit world, there's a lot of things that happen. Um, They get a restlessness. They don't really wanna sleep much. They tend to want to look up a lot, like looking up into the sky. Um, They're here, but they're also on that other plane. And I witnessed so many things, and her words would be very few. She talked in phrases mostly, not long sentences and paragraphs. And she always had a message for everyone that came to see her. She always had a smile and and a good cheer word or expression to extend to others. So she left me with a lot. She left me with many good tokens and I am so honored. And I will do my very best to ensure that I honor her legacy in a most honorable manner. So now, let's get started with our topic. The open forum discussion is on. Yes, and the topic. Now, this is all about couples tonight. A lot of people um, are writing, emailing me inbox messaging me on Facebook, and saying, Look, can you discuss this topic? We would love for you to discuss this topic, because it's of interest to us and many couples need to know this. So this is why I'm doing this topic tonight. It's by request. The topic is sexual healing. The focus is Healing benefits of poor play. Learning how to satisfy your lifetime partner fully. Now, there was a specific link, and this is from a doctor, okay? Not Johnny, Jenny, Maggie, Sue, Tamira. Nancy, Renee, this is from a doctor, okay? And it's entitled, Why Foreplay Matters. I repeat, Why Foreplay Matters. So we're going to start there, gaining medical perspective. And then we'll take it from there. I thought it would be good that we start there, okay? And it's an article by Lisa Zamaski. I like to hear what it is that the medical experts have to say about topics like this, because it's all about the body. And women's needs vary from men's needs. We're not alike. Like they're saying, women are from Venus men are from Mars. <clears throat> well, there's a reason for that. So I'm going to read some excerpts from the article. And this particular article tends to be a little biased. I don't want to offend nobody. So I'm just gonna come out with it. It says that it was it was written, especially for women. So if you're a woman and you're tuned in tonight, it was written, especially for you. So I'm going to share that in a second. First, I want to get back to the call in number, because I want to make sure everybody that calls in knows what number to dial, knows what the show ID number should be, and you govern yourself accordingly. How to participate? Listen, listen, listen. Call in, here's the call in number, 867-292-3066. I repeat, 867-292-3066. And the shows ID number is 133193, I repeat, 133193. And for those of you would like to go to our event page. Yes, for tonight's show, there's an event page on social media. Look us up. We have a Facebook link. And it is the event page for the show. Episode 271. And here it is www.facebook.com backslash events backslash nine three one three eight seven four zero seven two one one four eight four and that is that link and for those of you who are on Facebook if you have a Facebook account simply type the following into this search and engine bar. You would simply type in episode 271 and use the numbers please. 271, comma, A N for an exclusive two hour and that's the number two H R. It's abbreviated for hour. The number two H R. Open forum discussion I repeat episode 271 comma and an exclusive to HR open forum discussion yes that's what this is it's exclusive and it's a two hour open forum discussion so let's get to the article it's entitled sex why foreplay matters again I must to reiterate, this article was written especially for women. I don't want to come off and seem biased in sharing this, but I have to be honest with you. Um, this article was written especially for women. I want to welcome guest three zero two, area code. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are yes. you? Yes. I am doing fine. I am so excited about our hot topic for tonight's show. How about you? I am as well.
2: As a counselor dealing with sex addicts and reproductive health, I'm always excited to hear someone found on, I think, which is a big um, mental challenge for many people to discuss. Yes, <laughs> so, indeed.
1: Right. Oh, my. Well, we... We are excited that you would call in because you definitely are a member of that medical uh, field. And we definitely want to gain some medical field expert perspective tonight. So I'm starting off with sharing, there's a, a article entitled Sex, Why Foreplay Matters. And it's, it was written especially for women. And it's, it also has in its um, caption, Taking the time to let things heat up in sex, that is, can be key to satisfaction. And it's written by Lisa Zamoski, who is an MD. So I just wanted to share, and I love this particular site, it's it's webmd.com. They have a lot of articles that are shared on that web page or website, and it's all about health. And, and it, it stresses or places emphasis on key activities or key things that we should do so that we can be healthy. And yes, we need to be healthy sexually so that when we're in a relationship with a partner, it can be a wholesome experience and a give and take and not one feeling like they're putting in maybe 110, and their partner only 40 and it puts me in mind of that song you know there was that song that came out some years back about uh, i believe it was teddy pendergrass uh not 60 40 not 70 30 but 50 50 right (laughs) so we want to want to have that balance so i'm going to ask you first of all can you give your name for everyone please Eliza Duke. Awesome. Eliza Duke. And Eliza, what would you like to share? First, let me share, you with, share with you the topic, just in case you didn't get a chance to see it fully. The topic is sexual healing, and our focus is healing benefits of foreplay, learning how to satisfy your lifetime partner fully. Could you expound on what expertise you have or just experience, and from your knowledge base, what you can share to enrich us during this open forum discussion. And thanks for joining again.
2: You're welcome, thanks for having me. Um, You're welcome. I I was surprised over the years to find out from talking and counseling, um, thousands of women to find that a lot of them, and I can't give you exact number, I would say if I had to say a number, I would say at least 65% Sixty-five percent would say that mm. they never climax, um, and they had actually had babies. This was wow. so, you know, mind-boggling to me. I just recently had a conversation with an um, with a baby boomer who said that she actually had produced two children and never had climax to an orgasmic, you know, um, experience. And so, mm. and I think that's as "Well." you know, did you try and instruct him? Cause I'm so shocked. <laughs> 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 right.
1: It and, is you know,
2: shocking. I, I to instruct him. I've been with him for so long. And instruction was like, um, uh, uh, it was negative to him. He felt as though I was trying to control the situation as opposed to just, you know, him taking my, um, advice as something that I would know about my body or just tell him where to touch my body at. So, I said to her, I said, "Well, you know, this is not surprising because I have to say, the era that my mother grew up in, when we started talking about the birds and the bees as a teenager, right. funny, you know, um, when I mm-hmm. um, have sex with women, you cover the top part of your body, you leave the bottom open, and when he's done on the bottom, you cover the bottom, and things like, that he works on the top." I said, "OMG, mother, this is <laughs> the era you found <laughs> Right?
3: Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know,
2: there's so many um, issues in this area because I think people have not been open and honest and true, and that's what makes so many women, I believe, frustrated is because when you don't have a chance to release, you carry that to the next place, and you become explosive. to your words and your attitude and your thought processes. So I think it's a detriment to women when they cannot communicate to their partner that they need a certain level of foreplay to get to that orgasmic experience. So I think, yeah, it's really a detriment. So I think that communication is such a major key. And I think also women need to recognize that sometimes you have to teach him by doing this to him to show him what you want as well.
1: So, you know, um, I just think it's a teachable moment. (laughs) Right, teachable moment. Okay, so foreplay... In other words, is something we should uh, be open to.
2: Absolutely. I think we forget to have fun. That's what I think it comes down to. It becomes so regimented. We forget to have fun. I don't know if you can still hear me.
1: Okay. Just want to let everyone know. The recording has temporarily paused and that's due to technical issues. So we'll be uh, completing our recording launch in a moment. I want to say thank you to everyone. Joining in tonight, just bear with us.
3: i mm-hmm. do Thank okay. That's weird.
1: Why would it meet you? That's not making sense. And you're not able to even talk. Um, This is weird. Yes. Um. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, there was some sort of technical glitch, which interfered with us being able to uh, have our audio sound um, working appropriately. So I want to apologize for that. I'm not sure what the issue was. As a host, basically, what happens is we have to sign out and sign back in. So I want to thank everyone for not leaving and staying on. And for those of you in the chat room, welcome. Thank you so much for joining. I'm going to now refer back to one of the callers who called in who is from the medical uh, field. And we want to gain some perspective and expertise from that caller. So welcome back, Eliza Duke.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Yes. And I know we kind of got cut off. I was beginning to share this article. So um, what I'll ask you to do is if there's anything else that you'd like to share first, you're welcome to do so. And again, we're just staying on topic and please indulge us.
2: Okay. Well thank you, thank you. Um, you know, I was thinking about love languages that I believe us as women can be complicated, um, in certain ways because we care when it comes to foreplay, when a man understands, when a partner understands the um love language of the other person and vice versa, then they cater towards that. So when you get in the bed, I think a lot of times into the sexual act if there's things that are blocking her mind, you know, and I can speak from my own perspective, things blocking the mind. You've got to clear them out before you get there. And what clears them out is the place, Is that intimacy, that touch, that dance, that song, you know what I mean? That coming out of yourself, you know, to um reach the other person's heart, you know, and be able to receive in those moments. Because those are precious tender moments. And same thing about routine. If you're into a routine, you've got to change up your routine, you know, once you understand the love language. Because if, you, if, if your love language is, you know, I like gifts, you can bring a gift before you make love. If God bon excites one, mm-hmm. you, she brings him a gift. You know what I mean? So I think you have to be so super creative, but not a pressure creativity, just the fact that you understand one another, that each other desires and needs. And so you cater towards that. And that creates that pleasant, happy um, expectation that, you know, when I get in here, we're going to get it on, you know, and it's going to be what we really want, you know, what we really need for that moment. So, you know, foreplay is such a key component for women because, once again, we carry so many hats and our minds are all over the place when we get in the bedroom. We're still thinking about this, that, and the other. So if we can... Once again, understand the love languages. I believe that takes and sets the tone for creating the atmosphere, you know, lighting the candles and putting on the sweet music. Um, or once again, um, doing a dance for him. or he doing a dance, whatever, you know, you guys like, making sure that you cultivate that. This is your garden. This is your garden of love. Cultivating this garden of love consistently. Well, you guys are coming to, you know, this place where, You have the mutual emotions of passion and fire, you know. Um, And we got plenty of good music. We got some of the best music around. (laughs) So there's really no excuses other than not knowing and it's ignorance other than, you know, really putting a great effort forward to say, you know what, I'm creating the atmosphere that I love and enjoy and makes us both happy. So that's all I have to
1: say for now. (laughs) Right. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, that piece of knowledge that you shared, that was the missing link for I'm certain a lot of us, you know, a lot of times we tend to look outward before we look inward. And we tend to look at the partner as being the one that's not doing something that's necessary to the experience being a fulfilling one. But sometimes We need to just pull back, look inside of ourselves and say, hmm, what is it that I'm doing that can be done differently? You know, be willing to change the formula, the routine, and also add a little spice, you know, just like with our food, if we don't spice it up, we can't enjoy it to the max as we can when it's flavored or seasoned just right. So um, there's a lot of little things we need to go over tonight, and we will definitely have plenty of time to do just that. But I'm going to refer now to this article entitled Sex. Why Foreplay Matters, Especially for Women, and that's in parentheses. Taking the time to let things heat up in sex, that is, can be key to satisfaction and this article is by lisa damasky and i'm going to share what the article suggests it reads whoever said the most important thing in life is to finish strong never had a frank conversation with a woman about the importance of foreplay when it comes to sexual preludes men and women don't always see eye to eye as you already yourself. I'm sorry, as you ready yourself for slow, leisurely love making. Suddenly your evening turns into an Emerald legacy show. Things were cooking and then bam. It's over it's particularly important for women to have successful foreplay. Because it takes a woman longer than a man to get up to the level of arousal needed to orgasm says Dr. Ruth Westheimer and she has her degree as a psychosexual therapist. She's a professor at New York University and she's a lecturer at Yale and Princeton Universities. A man can just speak about sex and have an erection, but for most women wanting sex is not enough, says Dr. Ruth. Foreplay serves a physical and emotional purpose, helping prepare both mind and body for sex. Many women need to be kissed, hugged, and caressed to create lubrication. And that's a key word tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Lubrication matters. And I'm going to reread that. Many women need to be kissed, hugged, and caressed to create lubrication in the vagina, which is important for comfortable intercourse. And I'm going to stop right at that point, because that's meat for I bellies to digest mentally or psychologically, and even emotionally. Let's feast on that. So we're going to feast on what was just read. I'm not going to proceed further yet. I'm opening up. This is the open forum discussion. I'm going to ask because the caller that we had that's on our line now with us is the honorable and I so adore this Empress. She is such a healer on so many levels, Elijah Duke, and I'm going to ask her if she can respond to what that article suggests in her own words, and if there's anything that you want to target that was read in the article, feel free to do so. The mic is now in your hands.
2: I think it's a phenomenal, um, I think it's a phenomenal article because um something I think women fail to realize sometimes is that we have to be hydrated too. Be lubricated. And we're not taking care of ourselves, hydrating ourselves, eating good foods. When it comes to having the energy once again to get into um the sexual act, uh there's so many different components for us. So it does take us longer. We gotta melt down <laughs> You gotta tell tell the brain to shut up, <laughs> but um, it has to yes. be in a, a a caressing way. You know what I mean? It has to be done in a fun way because I think we forget to have fun when we get to sex. We're supposed be like, okay, I gotta give him what he needs. You know, what I mean? and that's when. We've missed the whole point as women. We have to go in willingly, saying, "You know what? I want to be satisfied, just like he wants to be satisfied." But sometimes you need to have a talk with yourself before you get into it. You know, your your honey already wants it. I <laughs> mean, that's the way they fly. That's, that's right. How. So, um, their brain works. You know, it takes take for the moment for them to get to that state, but it takes moments and the moments for us but until the ending to say, "Okay, I'm ready." You know, so going into it. To say I'm going to make the best of this, but it's going to be mutual. So yeah, I think hydration is one key component, and then having a natural lubrication because um you know all some of the other stuff that gets used um we have to make sure that we're protecting our vaginal canal. Um, so and taking baths, baths alone, taking a, a um an herb bath, preparing your mind once again um not just for that particular. Um, engagement with your, your your partner, but doing it prior to, making it a part of your, your habit where you take time to relax and replenish yourself so that so he does get the best of you. And when you can give a man the best of you, he's going to, give, he's going to reciprocate that back. You
1: know, so I just think I those, those are the finally important components. Yes. Wow. Wow. Excellent advice. Elijah. A Thank you. Thank um, you. By the, and the blessing even given and you sharing that was you are bridging the gap. There's been such a gender war going on for so long. Who wants to be on top? Who wants to be the dominant lover? Who wants to be um, you know, you have the um, dominatrix feminine energy, the woman that wants to dominate the man in bed, and then you have the man with that same, but masculine energy. They want to dominate the woman, but the balance is what's lacking. And I think for us women, we're the primary nurturer by nature. We, we so adore and we so appreciate when we're being cuddled. When we're being necked, we're being told, we're, you know, all those good things that make us feel warm and fuzzy during that foreplay time. When we're licked, when we're kissed, when we're sucked on, when we're massaged, you know, all those things that are the components of foreplay that tell us, its it's like almost a form of us being worshipped. Really, that's what it is. Our bodies being worshipped as the the beautiful and glorious bodies that as women we do have. And I think when men respect the woman in such that way, then that mutual respect is formed and she in turn does the same towards him. It's got to be that mutual understanding for the foreplay experience to be fulfilling. Otherwise, one is being pleasured more than the other. One is dominating the other. And by all means necessary, let's get along in bed. I think if we can get along in bed, we can get along in politics, we can get along in every facet of society where people, come together and work. And so I think it's key. It's the love making, the love making. And a lot of people say it's that magic. Well, love making is that which is supernatural. um, Ultimately, it's not just your body, your physical state that's involved there. Your will and your emotions is involved, your your soul, your mind, and your spirit. So we're talking about a holistic approach sex. And the foreplay ushers you into that healthy sexual experience of intercourse that you should be having. So um, I'm going to read a little more from that same article, sex, why foreplay matters. And again, it has in parentheses, especially for women, taking the time to let things heat up in sex, that is, can be key. Satisfaction. This article is by Lisa Zamoski and she is a medical um, expert. So we're going to move on. Now the second uh, portion of the article and here's the title of that portion. Foreplay and the clitoris. Foreplay and the clitoris. Before I go on into reading that, I want to share how you can participate tonight to all tuning in. We do have a call-in number. That number is 867-292-3066. I repeat, 867-292-3066. And when you are prompted, listen close, when you're prompted by the voice, telemated prompts, please provide, when you're asked what is the show's ID number, not PIN number, ID number. The show's ID number is, it's a six-digit number, 133193. I repeat, 133193. And if you're not a member of TalkShoe, you will be joining as a guest. You would simply press 1 on the telephone keypad and then press the pound key. If you're not a member of Shoe, you are entering the call tonight as a guest. You would simply press one on your telephone keypad and then press the pound key, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the next thing. Join me in the chat room. I am ready for you to join us. I'm not alone. We have an Empress on call with us tonight on this call. And she's providing with us, providing for us some expert medical knowledge, we need to know this. And yes, from the behavioral, psychological, or psychology field as well, we need to be aware of how as male and female, we can experience this beautiful, this beautiful, excellent experience called foreplay, which ushers us into intercourse sexual intercourse which should be a most gratifying experience for both the man and the woman involved so we're just trying to get ourselves more proficient in understanding and knowledge about this thing so we can enjoy it to the max yes that's the goal so again this segment of the article is entitled foreplay in the clitoris Foreplay also helps the clitoris fulfill its quote and quote, Oh, so important role. And this is in quotes as well. It has the same characteristics as the penis. Dr. Ruth says blood flows into the clitoris and in order for a woman to have an orgasm. There must be lubrication in the vagina, but also the clitoris must get erect. Stimulation is the key to achieving pleasure. Now I'm gonna repeat that. Blood flows into the clitoris. And in order for a woman to have an orgasm, There must be lubrication in the vagina. And remember, that's a key word tonight, lubrication. But also, the clitoris must get erect. Mm, Stimulation is the key to achieving pleasure. Let's not forget that word, too. That's another key word, stimulation. Stimulation is the key to achieving pleasure. But we're more than just our biology. I'm sorry. Let me me repeat that. But we're more than just our biology. After all, a girl's got feelings. Dr. Roof says a woman especially needs emotional assurance that the man she's about to have sex with really wants to be with her. Now I'm gonna repeat that. Dr. Roof says a woman especially needs emotional assurance that the woman, I'm sorry, that the man she's about to have sex with really wants to be with her. The time and attention given during foreplay can communicate that message. In a way that, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That approach simply cannot. I'm just going to pause, giving us all a chance to digest what was just read. Because it doesn't matter whether you claim yourself to be A red hot lover, a romanticist, a sexual healer by trade, because we have some people they are like that. They feel that's their calling, and that's all they do with passion. So I'm gonna suggest we not forget what was just read the segment of the article for play in the clitoris very very significant information there so let your guy in on the secret ladies now this is to us so let your guy in on the secret even emerald allows his dishes to simmer for a little while before bringing them to a boil Okay, so now they're using the analogy of cooking, comparing it to the sexual intercourse experience. But just like with cooking and allowing that meal to simmer for a while before serving it, so the same we need to. And men, please hear us tonight. It's for the women, but it's for the men too to know these things. We need a time of being of of simmering. We need a time of stimulation before that home base, before that sexual intercourse, the penis penetrating the vagina. We need to have wholesome foreplay. It's achievable, conceivable, and doable, okay? Don't forget that achievable, conceivable, and doable. All right, and we'll go to foreplay tips next. But first, I want to acknowledge we have another caller, area code two two nine. Welcome, welcome.
0: Hey, auntie.
1: Hi. How are you this evening?
4: Auntie, I am wonderful. I am highly favorite, and your nephew usually comes in and gives you um, the breaking news. But we're gonna do something a little different today. I want to I want to uh, introduce to you all this beautiful powerhouse author, auntie, who's written the book that the woman from Murder, She Real can even mess with and auntie, she's going to bless your audience. And you, you know, your nephew always brings you the cool people. So I want to introduce to you the beautiful Anacia Davis Jackson, take it away.
1: All right, welcome. An Davis Jackson. are you with us? Testing testing calling once calling twice. Anisha Davis Jackson. welcome to the call tonight. okay and this is my adopted nephew published author Philip barian uh Philip.
3: yes auntie
1: I, yeah maybe we should have you call back at 10. such for now we're doing an open forum discussion and we have a specific topic
4: okay as a matter of fact oh. she just um and yeah, she just invites me on my inbox so, so i'm going to give her the um the login number so she can, because um, she's been waiting for you. She's been waiting to speak to you for a long time. Well, let,
1: right, but wait a minute. Ask her if she can call back in at 10. Because right now we're doing an open forum discussion and there's a specific topic that we must cover, okay?
4: Okay, okay, I'll let
1: her know. All right, thank you. Okay, so, um, and yes, that's, and adopted nephew of mine, Philip Berrien. He is a published author and he always calls us, he's calling from Georgia, he calls us to update us with what's the latest news and if there's any new literary artists on the horizon or up and coming new published authors or published authors that we don't know of yet, he's going to call in and introduce them. And uh, Anasia Davis, Jackson happens to be one of those up and coming uh, published authors. So I'm very honored. She'll be calling us back. And she'll join us at about 10 tonight. And that's the hour as well, which we deem and call the fee publishing tips hour for tonight. Usually we have our fee publishing tips hour from nine till 10. But because of the open forum discussion and our hot topic, we're going to do the Republishing tips hour from 10pm to 11pm. I want to say thank you to all tuned in. We are honored that you joined us tonight. And if there's anyone in the chat room, we want to acknowledge you as well. Thank you for joining us. This show was designed with you in mind. We wanted the community to receive enrichment. Of course, our utmost concern is for the commu- community to become pro literate. Yes, every member of the community, not enough are. A lot of times people think, oh, well, I can read something that that means you're literate. No, we're talking about financial literacy, not just uh, being able to comprehend what you can read. All right, we're talking about holistically achieving being literate okay and that's from a spiritual standpoint an emotional standpoint and yes we're talking about sexuality too and that's bio and physical so we want to be holistically successful in life so we need to know things in order for that to happen we need to have elders we need to sit at the feet of the elders we need to be surrounded by scholars we need to be surrounded by people such as Eliza Dukes tonight, whom come and and they represent that field, the medical and also the psychology field. We need to know how to thrive better in relationships. We need to know how to have healthy sexual encounters in relationships. We need to be fulfilled sexually in relationships. And when we're not that's when relationships fall apart. And we're talking about bridging gaps tonight. The gender war that has been so long for going we want it to end. And yes, in the bedroom, it needs to end too. Because in the bedroom, no one should dominate the other it should be a partnership, an agreement, like a contract, we both commit to doing this. And we both commit to each other's happiness in having sexual intercourse, not just one person fulfilled, the other person unfulfilled. So we need to get to what things are essential, that we should be doing, that we should understand about each other, and that we should settle, because we need to settle some things too, in order to embrace our sexual and, experiences in a healthy way. So I'm gonna pause from reading any more of the article right now I'm going to give everyone a chance to kind of I know some of you are writing things down, taking notes. And when when I come back with the article, we're going to refer to the section which reads four play tips, Four play tips. So for now, I'm going to refer to our caller, who is still on the call, Eliza Dutes. And I'm going to ask her, um, referring to the segment of the article foreplay and the clitoris, is there any other information that maybe the article did not say that you would like to share tonight? And if so, Mike is now in your hands. Thank
2: you. Once again, um I, think that, um, I just had this conversation with a client a couple of days ago. And I mm-hmm. said, girl, you know, I think you forget when we were younger, and the boy wants to explore our body. It was so exciting. And I think we <laughs> don't like that today. You know what I mean? He was so excited because right. he body part, he got to touch his body part. That's the kind of passion and the fire. You know what I mean? And 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 the expectation that has to come in to so, say, you know what? We're still like these kids exploring each other's bodies because we it takes years to learn each other's bodies. You know. And so over the years if you've been with the same mate, you know that there are things that, that continue to um to grow and and continue to explore one another because you understand that the same thing doesn't work the same way all the time. You know, just back to the whole component about the clitoris having to fill up. How many men really understand that? So that's a very sensual part of a woman. And how many um, couples really explore what's the most sensual parts of one another, you know? So um, when we just start off, he just go right to the to the nipples and the clitoris. You know what I mean? There's other parts of the woman's life, but the woman doesn't go straight to the pews, you know? Oh, you know what I mean? Um, so whatever is one of each other's life, they still have to be open to explore, you know? Um, and I think that keeps the excitement and the expectation high to say, you know what, I am fulfilled. This is a... I man, I do enjoy making love to my woman, you know, um, and still have an opportunity to talk about it outside of the bedroom, you know, because we always talk about when it's getting ready to happen. Sometimes that is not the time to talk about
1: it. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Okay. You know? Okay.
2: Setting <laughs>
1: boundaries. Practice. For yes. Communication.
2: Yes. yes. And when you want to have a heart, heart, heart conversation, put your hand on his heart. Let him put his hand on your heart. Feel one another. Create these kinds of um, interactions with one another that you're saying this is a sensitive moment. I don't know how you're going to receive it, but I want your heart open. You know, creating those um, opportunities to say, you know what, I know this is sensitive. I know we've been doing it the same way for years or maybe we've been doing it the same way for months, but can we look at something different? You know, if I decided I want to start um, the interaction by getting on top, does that offend you? You know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. I didn't think about him just getting personal at times. That I, with my man, I got on top, he flipped me so quick. <laughs> What's going on? You know, and I realized that he liked to be the dominant one, and I was fine with that, but still allowed me to be me. You know, so once you had the <laughs> okay. conversation outside of the bed, you know, I, get I said, yeah, but he was aggressive, but I actually liked it. But, it, you know, it caught me by surprise. But, you know, nonetheless, when right. We have conversations it makes us more sensitive to what each other likes, so that we don't get attitudes while we're making love. That's the craziest stuff. To get an attitude, <laughs> you looking know, to be fulfilled. You yeah. Know, get into this euphoric mindset. You know what I mean? And experience the high of the moment. You know. So yeah, I just think being so sensitive to one another's needs and being willing to um, talk about it, express it. And explore it is really vitally important to having some successful lovemaking consistently. So I have to mm-hmm. hop off. I have yes. a flight at nine thirty, um, so I'm going to have to hop off
1: in about ten minutes. But yeah, sure, sure. Thank well, you. Thank, you thank you so for much, much for that information. Much appreciated. Yes, indeed. So I'm going to move on now to the segment of the article, and it's entitled Four Play Tips." and it says and this is um, four play tips from Dr. Ruth start off strong with these four play tips check it out if anything down there hurts or isn't working the way you think it should don't wonder about it see a doctor for him, referring to the male, difficulty maintaining an erection, and for her, referring to the woman, pain during intercourse always requires a medical evaluation. Hmm. Get out. So that's the first foreplay tip. Second foreplay t- tip: don't zone out. Don't zone out. And it reads, many couples are embarrassed to ask their partner to stimulate erogenous zones that are very pleasurable but can be considered taboo. And I'm going to read what those zones are, those erogenous zones, the nipples, the anus, the back of the neck, all have nerve endings. So don't be shy. The only shame when it comes to foreplay is a missed opportunity for pleasure. And I'm going to repeat that. The only shame when it comes to foreplay is a missed opportunity for pleasure. So don't zone out. And the last foreplay tip shared in this article is stay the course. And it reads as follows. There's a moment before orgasm when many women give up, thinking nothing will happen. It's a self-sabotaging mistake. Stay with the stimulation and the orgasm will come. So again, the key word is stimulation. Lubrication promotes stimulation. So we need to, men, you need to explore those erogenous Zones, and I'm going to say what they are again: the nipples, the anus, the back of the neck. There's more; those are just three of them. But those are the three that were shared in the article. That's why I repeated them. And um, again, this article was reviewed by Luann Cole Weston, who it has her PhD as a doctor. Um, this article was written by Lisa Zamoski and she too is an md and dr ruth is of course quoted in the article and we know dr ruth she used to have there was a very uh, there was a time she had a television show the aired, and it was you know when your local um channels late at night it would come on. of course when most people's children were asleep but uh, dr ruth westheimer yes she has her doctorate degree as a psychosexual therapist. And she's a professor at New York University and a lecturer at Yale and Princeton University. So now I'm going to refer back to Eliza Dukes before she has to leave us. And after is there anything that stood out within the article, anything from the excerpts just read, that she would like to further elaborate on, or if there's anything maybe extra that the article didn't cover that she may want to share at this time. The mic is now in your hands.
2: Thank you so much once again. Here are two things. I want You're to say
1: First of all,
2: I love Dr. Root. I used to sit up at night, <laughs> wake, came yes. on. I was a teenage. <laughs> and yes, then, right? Give a button. <laughs>
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It
2: was a, just be. A, a natural flow to talk about sex. I absolutely adored her. And you know, she's still mm-hmm. around. Awesome. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I wanted to say just that I find the key component from the years of counseling I've done over the years is that a lot of women have complained that when they get to that point of climax and the man knows it because they're communicating it, however, it's, the, the sex talk or the, the moans or the groans, whatever's going on, um, he changes his flow. And that stopped her from having the orgasm because she was right at the point of the flow he had. And when he changes the rhythm, it breaks off the flow. You know what I mean? And I don't think men realize that they want to go harder or harder and they don't realize she's communicating it to them, to him, to say, stay right where you at, honey. It's working right there, you know? And sometimes I think women have to communicate a lot clearer. Honey, don't change the position. You're right there, you know what I mean? It's, it's there. And I think that's about communicating once again that we're already in our zone, it's working. And sometimes I think men want to overcompensate or they just like to go harder or whatever the, the the rhythm change is, but still being sensitive to your partner what your partner's saying, not to give them what you think they want to have at that point when it's at that tender place, but to give them what they're asking for and to stay in the flow. And I think that's a key component component, once again, when um, you've gotten to um, that height
1: of your lovemaking. Yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> awesome. So I want to say to you, much appreciated because you have a way with words, and you're such like a chemist. You know how to put it into words as for information that needs to be well relayed. To the community and to our listening audience and you do it in such a sweet way you have such a sweet nature um and it's genuine and it makes yeah you're welcome and it makes a person such as myself and others want to hear more so is there anything more that you'd like to add (laughs) um Look, I think that I just think
2: when we go back and revisit ourselves, when we do the intros- introspection tonight, as you said earlier, and really look at ourselves, even go into the mirror and say, you know what? Am I really sensitive to my partner? And how can I make these adjustments? Because I work the best out of my relationship sexually, you know, mentally, emotionally, um, physically, on every aspect, spiritually, you know. And so, just redefining. What else I could make a shift and make an adjustment that doesn't, that doesn't upset my whole world, you know what I mean, but allows me to communicate to my partner to say, you know what, let's sit down and finally talk about this. Is this something we could improve? Not because I've been out with anybody. else. None of that has anything to do with it. Just about me and you. How can we articulate, you know, something you may have not said before out of um, not wanting to hurt another one's feelings, when we should never actually feel hurt about the honesty. You know, if you can be honest and say, honey, you know, I like it this way. Honey, you know, can we try a different position? Honey, you know, I know you're the same position that you like, but can we explore, maybe get a book or, or, you know, um, uh, think about something else different that may, you know, create um, a different flow of passion and energy, you know, that you both so desire. And, you know, you actually, you know, it's a a good thing to do because, once again, you've made the commitment for life. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? So you want to be able to be completely and totally honest. It really brings about another level of healing and intimacy and closeness. And that's what we all slide that. Mm. That closeness, that intimacy, and that honesty. And to be confident with your partner completely. So I think
1: you deserve it. Absolutely. Yes. Beautiful. Could you share your contact information? Because I'm sure a lot of people will want to correspond with you after hearing all of this rich knowledge and profound uh, insight that you have shared tonight, Eliza. The mic is in your hands.
2: Well, oh, thank you. Um, my blog, and I'm going to blog on something sexual in the next couple of days just because of this topic, Empress. <laughs> Sage, the oh, wonderful. Thank Sorry, you. Yes, you're welcome. Um, it's the breathing experience. Dot com. And I want to say this, too. When couples sit down and synchronize their breath together, it raises up an energy and a passion during and before and after the lovemaking. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, you can you know, call my office, 302-300-1884, or email me at ask at Eliza, E-L-I-Z-A, Dukes, dot com or the breathing experience at gmail.com may be a little easier
5: but once again visit
2: my blog leave a comment um, make contact with me I do 15-minute emotional wellness boost up boost you up you know um, consultation so um, feel free to make contact with me thank you once again for the opportunity to share tonight I really appreciate I haven't been on in a while because I've been you know, doing sessions on TV. I keep trying to push them back a little later so that I can get on. And tonight, right? I can get back a little later <laughs> so I could get on. So thank you once again for all you.
1: Wow. Thank well, thank you, you for thinking of us and joining and and being a part of this open forum discussion. To our segment tonight, we love you and look forward to the next time you. of your visit. Yeah. And peace and blessings to you, you, Eliza. You're welcome. Thank
5: you. You're supportive. Thank you.
1: I want to welcome to the panel, we have a caller, area code 540. Welcome.
4: Hello. How are you doing? This is Ms. Alderman.
1: Oh, hi. Good evening. Now, I need you to turn your volume up because I don't hear you as loud and clear as I should. Thank you so much you hear him now? I can hear you now. And just for the record, I wanna make sure that you have awareness. We're engaging in a two hour open forum discussion tonight. We have a hot t- topic. That topic is sexual healing. And the focus is healing benefits of foreplay, learning how to satisfy your lifetime partner fully. So um, we've had some we, we engaged in dialogue. I shared the article from the um, webmd.com website. And it was a lot of um, expert knowledge shared and insight from uh, those that are in that medical field coming from the biophysical perspective about sexual intercourse and what is healthy. Um, and then we had a caller call in. We had Eliza Dukes to call in, and she is a therapist. She is a licensed certified therapist. And she happens to be wow. one that, yeah, she counsels couples very often. So she shared from her knowledge base and experience in having to counsel couples who are having issues with. Um, women not being able to have an orgasm, though they have had children, and vice versa, you know, men um, not being able to climax. So this is a serious issue. And all we're trying to do tonight is shed light on a few things. And make sure that our listening audience is well informed. So if anyone has any questions, I'm gonna provide the contact number, Call us join this discussion, participate. That number is 867-292-3066, I repeat, 867-292-3066, and our show's ID number is 133193, I repeat, 133193, and for those of you who would like to join me in the chat room, visit me at www. Talkshoe.com, I repeat, www.talkshoe.com. If you are a member of Facebook, if you have a Facebook account, you can join our event page on Facebook. Feel free to render comments. We'd like to know, what are you thinking while we're having these open forum discussions? What are your thoughts? Okay, maybe the conversation has triggered something within your mind something that maybe you would like to share with others you can share it in the comment section you need to visit the event page and here's what you need to type in to the search engine bar you would type in episode spell the word out completely two seven one it's just the numbers two seven and one and then a comma next and A-N, exclusive, the number two, not the word name, the number two, and then H-R, which is the abbreviation for our. Next, open forum, F-O-R-U-M, discussion. And I repeat, episode 271, comma and exclusive to our open forum discussion join the call. We want to hear from you. Don't let it just be a few of us sharing. We need everyone. If you know and you are one that believes it matters in relationships that both parties are gratified sexually, this concern this should concern you. So feel free to call in. If you have questions, ask them. If you don't, just simply comment in the chat room. The chat room is open, www.talksyou.com When you visit the homepage, type in where it says browse Shows, type in Our Shows ID. Our Shows ID number is 133193. I repeat, 133193. Join me, say the page poet in the chat room. I'm here, ready, and willing. Join me so we can engage. Let's conversate about this hot topic. The more the merrier. So at this time we have, and I'm going to ask him to reintroduce himself loud and bold so everyone can hear him, area code 540, welcome.
4: Yes, um, Mr. Automatic Charismatic um, and Viper uh, 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 Network. Um, I- I'm loving the topic, to me, uh, it starts with stimulation.
1: Yes, I need you to just speak a little louder or turn your volume up some more, please. Okay, i was hearing you now it sounds like you're a little distant from us
4: all right um okay yes. it sound like oh okay for me it, it has to stop from mental stimulation
1: now i couldn't quite hear that do you have your I stimula- uh, phone, like, Is your um mouthpiece I Okay.
4: Yeah, stimulating and the mind.
1: Stimulating the mind. Okay. Yeah. And um further elaborate for everyone.
4: Well, I believe before you could touch the body you have to touch the soul. Hmm. That's the mind. Mhm. You
3: know,
4: sex is a mental thing. It starts off mental.
1: Starts off mental. Before
4: you know who you. Are. Sex is a mental thing. It starts off mental. Mhm. It's a, a a desired thing. Anything desired is mental. So. A person has to feel a certain way to do such and that. And when you're, uh, when somebody's a couple, they have to have some type of spiciness in the relationship.
1: So we're talking about psycho-emotional stimulation here. It's not just like that song by Olivia Newton-John, Let's Get Physical Only. Um, we need to stimulate the mind. We need to stimulate the emotion for that arousal to reach that peak of gratification. So. Um now because we do cater to our literary artist community on this radio show, would you happen to have a poem that touches on what this yeah. topic is about? And if so, we would like you to share it. I just ask that you have your mouthpiece directly in front of your mouth, because we want your words to be heard loud and clear by
4: Okay, you you can hear me you can hear, hear me right now.
1: Right? I'm I'm getting all back feet right. now so you're moving around I need you to kind of hold it in place. Your mouth please keep it in front okay. and speak the loudest pitch cuz it's about our listening audience hearing you loud and clear. Also introduce where you're from and what kind of artist you are and if you have any published works share with our listening audience what they are so they can help and support you as a indie or independent artist. Thank you.
4: Okay. Uh, name is called um, Do Your Mental. If I could share a life of a situation. Oh. And now, where are you from? Tea. Sorry,
1: wait a minute. Where are you from?
4: oh um well we're from washington dc
1: okay originally from washington dc yes and where do you currently reside sir
4: um uh, thank you virginia
1: say that again i heard virginia but what city or county uh,
4: Alexandria.
1: Okay. Um. How big is the town, as far as the population, please?
4: Uh, it's not. Alcantara is uh, not all that big. It's not really big. Big. It's, the, the city's not even that big. Okay. Right. Um. It's not like. It's not like Dallas or you know, one of the big cities. It's mm-hmm. uh I would, I would say medium sized city.
1: Okay, <laughs> medium sized, all right. Um, and how long have you been residing there in Virginia? Uh
4: well, a couple of months. I haven't uh,
1: less than five months.
4: Yeah, I would say that.
1: Okay, that's a big jump from Washington, oh, D.C. Yeah, that's a yeah. big. I mean, there's a lot of difference there, even the number of population. Um, Washington, D.C. is a major city um, in, in D.C., Washington is. So, I mean, to go from a big city to a small town in Virginia, you're making a major change in your life. This, you know, that's a transition. Yeah. Why, why the move? Would you like to share that? Why did you move?
4: Well, you know, I love Alexandria better. It, it, it to me, it's it's more quieter here. Okay. And, uh, you know, you know, I love, I love D.C. How loud do
1: you see? You le- okay.
4: But, so uh, how
1: is... Yeah, keep going, keep going.
4: It just, it sometimes you it just need a change.
1: Right. Right, we need a change in our life. For the better, and I'm yes. sure it's one you're making for the better. Well, best of success. All the best to you with your move. And I'm sure you'll find success in this move, um, things happen for a reason. And, um, you know, just connect yourself with positive persons. That's what's key. It is the positive energy that will keep you motivated and going in the right direction. So back to our topic. Um, I believe you have a poem that touches on the topic. Am I correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so we're ready I'll,
4: to hear that. I apologize if you hear kids in the background, I have uh, uh, nieces and nephews, so, you know.
1: Okay, got a question for you. Before you spit your poetry, are you able to move to a different location?
4: Oh, where I just my door. That might help out.
1: Yeah, oh, so oh, we, we can- a Right, and that's just as uh, a courtesy to our listening audience, so we don't get any background noise or backseat. Thank you. Yeah.
4: We haven't found yet, okay. Um, hello. Yes. All right. Is that better? Um,
1: yeah, but I need you to speak loud because they want to hear poetry. They love poetry and literary art. So I need you to speak with your loudest voice and right into that mouthpiece so every listener can hear you. This is your moment. You're in the spotlight. Okay. And after you your poem, give your name in full. You can give your artist name if you choose not to give your government name. And then share with everyone how they can correspond with you. This is your moment. You're in the spotlight. And this is how we help to promote you, the indie or independent artist. The mic is now in your hands.
4: Mentorship stimulation. Louder, please.
1: Start over again Uh and louder.
4: Mental stimulation.
1: Loud. Yeah.
4: Oh, I. All right. Mental stimulation. My words vibrate, well kept. well and the emotional thoughts. I could not lose you. I could not refuse you. I wanted to go deeper because your mind could ever bear. And my words are so clear. When you heard me last night, you wanted me to make sure that I did you right. I did not want to be gone like a fathom. I wanted to be the answer. Something that you would cheer for, something that would be right beside you. You're meant to before you even catch the idea of the accept of what is next. I wanted to give you everything that is incredible. I want to go ahead and vibrate your mind to the clear form. I want to open up your mind like a storm, no questions, because all the questions should be answered. Your mental stimulation is my stimulation, my situation. Trading your thoughts like the rain. And while everything that changes for the better, you and I are like, one by one can never be divided. I need your excitement. Your whole love is my excitement. But the love that's so creative, I give you an illustration of all your mental all your mental stimulation. You saw the my charismatic engine, take this in on my end, but then drive. Okay, share share people can correspond with you please. Yes. Uh you can go to w com. I have shows on Talk Sheet. Do you go ahead and check out that? Uh I do have pages that teach people about uh, especially um African American type pages. Um you can't reach by my government name Larry Shepherd follow me right there I'm on twitter uh Viper network one um I'm on uh Instagram and mr A.C. Viper, if you want to choose to follow me there um so we just have uh exciting shows and and come talk and uh i'm I'm always uh open uh for uh different type of discussions.
1: yes thank you thank you automatic charismatic ladies and gentlemen he's a poet he's a literary artist he's a spoken word artist as he shared you can find him on twitter you can find him on social media which does include facebook he is interested in corresponding with you if you are in. If you are an artist and you're interested in collaborating with him, he's going to share his information one more time, listen closely, and please refer to him. Charismatic, the mic is back in your hands, nice and loud and clear. Share your correspondence information, please. Yes.
4: Uh go ahead and find me on w dot You find my um, event pages, um find me Larry Shepherd on Facebook, I'm uh Mr. A. G. Viper on um Instagram and Viper Network One on Twitter. All right,
1: thank you, sir. And at this time, ladies and gentlemen, the show host, the page poet, is returning you back to our topic. What is that topic tonight? Someone's asking. Listen closely so you can know. For tonight, the show's topic is sexual hearing. I'm sorry. That was a slip of the tongue. Sexual healing. And the focus is healing benefits of poor play. Learning how to satisfy your partner fully. So, I need to read another article at this time. And I do this because I love each and every one of you. And I want you to have a full enrichment experience. When you're tuning into this broadcast, when you're calling in, I want your experience to be a full enrichment experience. There are those times in our lives because all of us have a background. All of us have a history. And in terms of our sexuality, all of us have experiences, but not all of them are we proud of, and sometimes we were in some relationships and we might've been in a relationship with the right somebody for a good somebody, a good fit for us, a match for us, but because we lack certain knowledge. And yes, even yes, pertaining to the bedroom. We did not have that gratifying fulfillment of satisfaction that we should have had in terms of the sexual intercourse experience. And what we did find out from the article that was shared earlier and also the psychotherapist Eliza Dukes that called in and shared her insights was this. We have to be willing to try and try again. Don't just give up. Sometimes we're giving up too easily in bed because we're not getting that satisfaction and we're not getting it quick like popcorn. Well, it's like good old-fashioned grits. Good old-fashioned grits do not cook in three minutes or five minutes. Good old-fashioned grits take a while. That means you got to take it what? S-L-O-W. Slow. Why? Because lubrication is key. And we're talking about, especially for women, lubrication is key. Because if she's not lubricated, guys, there will be no stimulation, erection, or arousal from her. You're not going to get it out of her. So for tonight, we just wanted to help a brother out, help a sister out, help help out each other. So I'm going to share this article. It's entitled Foreplay. Is it really that important? Let's hear some perspective on that. And this article, you can find it, you can Google search the title and the article link will pop up. Again, the title is Foreplay. Is it really that important? And it starts off with that statement and it is a question. And Shakti, S H A K T I Rise, best known as Goddess Rising, she happens to be the one this article was shared by, okay? Poor place. So, what is the big deal anyway? Some of you may be asking the question Is it really as important as they say it is? Yes, 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 and yes again. Please allow me to be the on to be honest with you. Over forty-eight percent of women need foreplay. Some kind of stimulation. I'm sorry. Some kind of stimulation before sexual penetration. That is the way our bodies work. Women's bodies are made to be responsive, and that responding we are fine-tuned to stimuli that gets not only our bodies aroused, but also our minds. The smell, the sound, the feel, the taste of sex turn our bodies on full ignite and sends our senses soaring through the roots. When just the right touch, kiss, Where spoken word is uttered, our bodies respond with a resounding yes by getting wet and lubricated. And when that happens, the more foreplay we receive, and in parentheses it says or reads non-sexual stimulation, the hornier we get when that doesn't happen well the outcome not only will be disappointing but also painful now here's an analogy shared it says go down a water slide while it isn't wet and when and then you'll understand why foreplay is so important <laughs> I'm gonna read that again. Go down a water slide while it isn't wet. And then you'll understand why foreplay is so important. Not only is foreplay important for the journey of sex to be a pleasurable one, but also for the sustained activity that leads to orgasm. Making a woman juicy allows her uterus to open up further. Making more room for sexual intercourse to occur. Yeah, there is a name for it. Vaginal tinting. And I'm going to repeat that. Yeah, there is a name for it the vaginal tenting. Vaginal tenting. Go figure. Anyway, vaginal tenting is needed for a woman to be able to receive the love offering her man has to give her and make way for a wild and yes, Wet. Ride. All right, read one more part of that article. So not only is foreplay important for our bodies to be able to receive or be open to sexual activity, yeah, I had a pun there, but also it gives women far more pleasure in being able to prepare for that activity. Hi, yeah. To me, that is a win-win situation, with over 48% of women not getting enough foreplay before sexual penetration. It's important that we focus more on the prelude to sex than the actual sex itself. Men are obviously made and wired differently, but men can benefit from foreplay as well. Foreplay for men teaches him how to be a better and more in lover, which means he will be more responsive in nature to his partner's needs, wants, and desires, thereby increased his sexual appetite. Foreplay can also assist men who may experience ED or premature ejaculation challenges. Foreplay play can teach him to hold off, measure his desire levels, and therefore relax and not rush penetration. For me, with ED challenges, it can give him, I'm sorry, for men with ED challenges, it can give him time to fully relax and not rush penetration. Very important. For men with ED challenges, it can give them time to fully relax, engage, and then fully allow an erection to happen without feeling pressured to perform. Lastly, it creates a path to intimacy that is not sex-focused, or shall I say penetration-focused. This can assist with those who face lifestyle changes menopause illness or who are taking medications foreplay in my opinion leads to deeper sexual bonding and intimacy for couples no matter the reason and has nothing but benefits so the next time you and your partner get in the mood Focus a little bit more on foreplay each time and watch you turn an ordinary sex night into a night of serious passion and desire. And I just want to say once more, that article, you can find it online via the internet. Simply do a search in the search bar engine, simply type the following foreplay, is it really that important question mark all righty and that was that article i hope you enjoyed what was shared i do want to welcome welcome caller area code 229 welcome
3: hey i see i i'm back again
1: yes you gotta hold on till 10 thank you okay okay all right. Um, so at 10pm, that's when we're going to start pre-publishing tips, open mic, that'll be the empowerment hour, we're not going to be on this particular segment, which is the open forum discussion. So I'm going to ask um, Automatic Charismatic, do you have anything more you'd like to share from your perspective, you're a man, you're a poet, you're a literary artist and a romanticist. So what would you like to share about sexual healing? Healing benefits of foreplay, learning how to satisfy your lifetime partner fully. Area code 540, automatic, charismatic, are you with us? Okay, we are having a little technical difficulties here. Welcome, caller area code 816. Yes, hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Introduce yourself, give your name, and also if you are an artist, you can share what discipline or art form you create. And also, um, feel free if you have a radio broadcast or if you have any events forthcoming, share that information as well. And you can give shout outs too. Welcome. Okay. The awesome. Thank you. Are you ready now? Yes. Okay.
6: Uh, well, my name is Anissa Davis-Jackson. I am the author of Memoirs of a Broken Side. I'm based here out of Kansas City, Missouri. Um, my um, Memoirs is a story that's very, very powerful. Um, it touches basis on cultural deprivation. It's well and uh, what it means when children have been affected by trauma. Um, yeah, the book is. A, mm-hmm. Um, the book is about uh, the murder of my father, who happened to be an NFL uh, legendary football player. His name was Anias Davis Jr. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, my mm. father was murdered Christmas Eve, 1987, here in Kansas City. And so I became inspired as I um, went through life growing up without a father. A lot of, um, you know, suffered a lot of um, just mistrials and just a lot of went through a lot of trials and tribulations growing up. And I was sort of woken up by a spiritual awakening that had me researching the true circumstances behind his death. So um, the book is about my journey into truth and how I learned that my entire life had been set up to discover and unveil uh, the truth behind his murder. Um, Mm. It's a really, really uh, very serious and powerful book. It's a book of healing Um, It touched bases on so many different pillars that we uh, African Americans do face in our communities. You know, fatherlessness, cultural deprivation, criminal um, injustice, Um, and just basically um, just the overall the the outcome that murder causes within our community. And these children grow up, you know, fatherless, and how important it is to you know have that father figure. Um, it does talk about a wrongful conviction of a man that was wrongfully convicted in my father's murder and how I was led into truth and discovered that the, the real people were never caught. Um, in fact, the case is still in cold case. However, there was a man that did 30 years in a Jefferson City uh, prison for 30 years. But you ask yourself, how can a case be in cold case if someone's been convicted? So I uncover a lot of different um, you know, points um, as far as our criminal economic systems and how there's so many flaws in it. And that's all revealed in the book.
1: Wow, awesome. Well, I want to welcome you as a first-time caller and a special guest. Um, You are definitely a special guest. I'm also going to correspond with you post the show tonight because I would love to have the okay. privilege of interviewing you so we can okay. discuss a little more in depth in detail about number one, your father's death, the book and how you've written this book concerning investigation pertaining to the actual initial calls for his death and just mm-hmm. some other things that you cover in that book as well as just what your overall mission is about. I just sense a lot of light coming forth from you. And I want to encourage you that on the path that you're on, because you are a truth seeker Mm -hmm. and a truth monger, you're going to not only have resolution and closure concerning your father's death, but you're going to help others to have that. I see that. There's so many like you. You know, sometimes when we're going through things, or there's a a trauma and we're experiencing it firsthand from a personal standpoint, Mm -hmm. sometimes we tend to forget we're not in that predicament alone. There's a whole globe, a whole world of other people in other countries and on other provinces, on islands Mm -hmm. and so forth that have experienced the same thing. But because of your courage, to write the book, you're going to help others to heal from the trauma. And that's what's key. Yes, we're all hurting from something, mm-hmm. each and every one of us. No one's exempt. But healing is a choice. And the yes. sooner we make that choice, the better. So I want to thank you and, and commend you on your thank efforts. You. Yes, indeed. You're welcome. And I'm honored that you would call in my uh, adopted nephew, published author Philip Berry, and he's also a columnist for the show who gives us a lot of insight about, okay, what's headline news right now? What's major news right now? So I'm going to open his mic and invite him to speak. And he promised me he was bringing a gift tonight, but I had no idea how special. You are such special gift, and I want to thank you for joining me tonight on this panel. So, uh, Philip, thank you.
4: I told you, auntie, she's a powerhouse, so I said that was your gift tonight.
1: Yes, yes, much more than what I was expecting. And I, I want to say this, thank you so much, because I'm looking forward to interviewing this woman, and she's a formidable woman with quite a story to tell. We need this story told. We need people to know of what she talks about in her book, and we need that book to sell. So we're going to do our part. We're definitely going to use the Exceptional School Show's fan page, which is on Facebook, to help promote the book, because we want to create such a buzz. People will have to say, I'm going to add this book to my in-house library, where I'm going to download and get the ebook format and read this book and share about this book in my blog, you know, because a lot of people now are bloggers. Okay. So we want to get the word out. We want to encourage her, of course, by support, and we want to purchase the book. So I'm going to ask you now, Ani- Anaya? Am I saying it right?
6: It's actually Anissa. Nice, uh, Anisha. Anissa.
1: Nice,
6: Anissa. Okay. Anissa.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay, a nice along guy. So I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you if you can share with everyone how we can purchase your book because we definitely want to support this well, book um, and support.
6: Yes, it's actually on Amazon right now, Amazon.com. In fact, I'm actually um, in the process of putting it on other platforms as well. Um, you can also go to my website at uh, Memoirs of a Broken Side.com and you can um, order that way. Um, My information, contact information is on the website. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I'm very easy to get in contact with. I make myself very um, personable to anyone that reaches out to me because, again, um, it's not just about being an author, but this is actually a mission that the Most High has um, led me on. So when I do things, you know, I'm doing it um, mission-wise, you know, so I'm very, very um, reachable um, to anyone that's interested Wonderful.
1: Now, is the book also available in Audible book? It
6: is. It's available on ebook, And, um, no, actually, right now we're in the process of getting it um, transferred over to Audible uh, books, oh. because that's something that a lot of people have been requesting it. You know, people like truck drivers, people that are driving yeah. on the road, they are really like, Really wanted to dig deep into this, but of course you can't drive and read at the same time. So that is something that I'm getting ready to make available
1: to um, to readers. Awesome, that's wonderful. I'm excited for you. I'm excited about this book getting into the hands of everybody. We're going to definitely make that a an initiative as for this radio show because um, so many of these stories aren't being told. Some people are afraid to do a memoir of this sort, okay? Um, and we're also going to speak that there be divine covering and protection on your life. It's funny that, that you said
3: every...
1: that. Yeah. Yes. It's... Very funny that you said that because um,
6: that is something that I've been this is this is a ten year journey and that's something that has definitely always been a concern for myself, my family because when you're dealing with the truth you have to be able to accept what's going to come from it and this is a deep dark um, deceit that has You know, and this is not the only case that's like this. In fact, I believe that, you know, I I was just called to do this, but it is also going to be the pathway for other cases to come to the light as well. So anytime you're seeking truth, we all have to be very conscious about, um, you know, the repercussions, but understanding that, you know, God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, so we need to walk in, um, you know, a mightiness and courageous. So that's what keeps me going. Yes
1: wonderful wonderful well you have already claimed the victory by just the words you spoke and we're accepting uh that in 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 our spirit as well and agreeing with you that no less than victory is what you're going to have um we're excited we're excited for you i'm excited to do an interview with you you a matter of fact if you could do me a favor Mm -hmm. inbox me. Your website and also your email, because I'm going to send to you everything as far as what I need from you first before I can do the uh, interview with you. Because we want to try and get you on maybe as early as September 3rd. Okay. September, which is a Tuesday. Yep. We only do Tuesday night.
6: Okay. That will actually work just fine. I'll I'll send that to you right now. And I did want to just let you know that, you know, author Philip has been a huge blessing to me um, oh. that I just did not see coming. I mean, he just came into my life and like literally has helped me set up a platform that I really had no idea that he was going to be, um, you know, used in this yeah. way to help me in this purpose and but I'm not surprised because throughout my entire journey, you know, the Most High has been putting people in my life left and right that have helped me get to where I am today. And so I just want to thank you, Arthur, Phillip, um, yeah. for believing in me, for believing in my mission, for, you know, stepping out on faith with me, and for introducing me to Miss Francine. Yes,
1: indeed. And feel free you can call me by my artist's name, which okay. is also spiritual, um, it has spiritual meaning. It's all okay. about healing and that's sage. And um, that's one of the things that I was compelled to do when I began this journey as an artist, um, to embrace a spiritual uh, name, mm-hmm. something that could serve the purpose of describing what my artistry does. And sage is used, a lot of people are familiar with it, who cook. It's um a, a sacred herb as well. It's also used to bless. Uh, people tend to smudge sage or burn sage in a home when it's a new home. Uh, yeah. Also to ward off you. the negativity, negative mm-hmm. vibrations. Um, ward
6: off negative spirits. Um,
1: mm-hmm. That's right. So I said I want my artistry. I do desire this. That, that my artistry will do just that. You know, and and by way of mission of just helping other independent indie artists to uh expose what it is that they are doing artists to grant them that exposure to help them gain a following and also to provide platforms such as venues where they can perform and uh, things like that so i'm really excited tonight it's an honor to have met with you anissa. thank you am i saying it right anissa you, or nice you you said it right and I'm just going uh, to put this out here. You
6: mentioned about the sage.
3: Well, yes, ma'am.
6: um my name um it comes from the uh, Anise seed and it's an ancient it's actually an ancient Egyptian spice that was used to heal people. So I'm named after my father and his name was Anias and it comes from that seed. It's, it's spelled A N I S E. Oh. And if you research um that seed um, you know, basically they used it to heal, you know, heal patients with cancer. Um, it, it cures, like, um, asthma, people with anxiety. I mean, it's just really deep how these, um, you know, how yeah. God gave us that healing in the trees and the spices and things of that nature. So I just thought I'd put that out there, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, said, please hey, too. I'm yeah. on it.
1: <laughs> That's right. So, see, look at that. You're embracing that's that, that mm-hmm. spirituality, you know, and I'm sure your father being your father, even uh-huh. that's wanted for you, for you to embrace that spirituality. That's the Absolutely. part of that we must remember to keep edified the most. A lot of mm-hmm. times we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of, you know, I yep. want to be this, I want to do that, I, you know, mm-hmm. and our souls or our spirits are lacking.
6: So, well, that's um, exactly what happened to me during this journey because, I mm, mean, it's just unbelievable, but we'll definitely go into more detail uh, later yeah, on, yeah. but you hit it right on the nail. You are exactly right, and that's what this is about, and that's what I expose through the course of the
3: Wonderful.
6: book. Um, so, yeah, I'm really
1: excited. Definitely yes, excited to share that. With well, you. it's a pleasure to have you on. We have another caller, Vern, uh, Vernetta. I want to welcome her. And I want to say, uh, Ms. Bernetta Mercer, uh, she, too, has a podcast, and she is reaching so many people. She ministers, she's an encourager, she's um, an artist, who is multifaceted and talented musically and in other ways. So I want her to know that we welcome her to the broadcast tonight. I see that she has signed in. Welcome, Bernetta. Welcome. Yes. And um, would you like to share with everyone a little about what you do uh, from a spiritual uh, standpoint first, and then what you do as an artist? Thank you. Bernetta, are you? Are you still with us? I see her as on the call, but I'm not getting the audio. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, once she's ready to speak, she will begin. I'm going to welcome the co host of the Exceptional School Show at this time. Welcome, Warrioress Queen DePort Thelman. Welcome, welcome. <laughs>
5: Thank you, Sage the Page Poet. And how is everyone tonight? Blessed. Thank you.
6: I hear Mm -hmm.
1: blessed. Roll call, everyone. Chime in, whatever your word is. I think blessed is a resounding yes from all of us tonight. We are truly blessed. You have life in your body. You are blessed. You can move your limbs, move your body. You are blessed. If you have a right mind, soundness of mind, you are blessed. So blessed. we want to stick with that one. I like that, blessed. So we have Warrior's Queen, the of Thelma, Thelman, and she is the lead facilitator for what we refer to as the Free Publishing Tips Hour. During this time of the show, this is when if you have any questions about publishing, she has also, she will provide us with a wealth of knowledge. She uses a variety of resources. She shares from journals, from articles, you name it. But she shares insight to fill us in on what things we should know about this journey called becoming published, because it definitely is a journey. And yeah. there's two paths there's one that's known as the traditional publishing route that you can take, and then there's another which is called self publishing route. So we're gonna hear from Wayris before Townman co-host. So
5: welcome. Thank you. Can everybody hear me? Very well. Yes. All right. All right. So I'm gonna get started on a free publishing information hour. As the Translated, good evening everyone in my Cherokee language. I am Warriors Queen, the poorest element, and tonight I'm going to be sharing information that's very helpful to get you published, regardless of which route that you choose to take, as Sage the Page Poet had just introduced. And I'm going to start with my writing advice and discoveries, which are the following two pieces. Number one, literate means to understand reading and writing. And number two, trust brainstorming slash free writing. I will now take questions and comments for the first two pieces.
1: Would anyone like to elaborate or respond to the information shared? If so, Simply state your name and then begin. So Warrior is Queen, you can restate what you read, but start with just the first one and then elaborate on it, and then move on to the second statement. Thank you.
5: All right, you're welcome and sure. Number one. Literate means to understand reading and writing, and what the statement means is that if you put illiterate means a person that can't read or write, but Mm -hmm. to really understand reading and writing, I mean, pardon me, but to understand reading and writing, that means you are learning what you're, you are learning from it.
1: Absolutely. Would you like to give some more uh, sure. statements? You're welcome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
6: Um, this is Anissa Davis-Jackson, and I would like to elaborate on what you meant by that. Um, through the course mm-hmm. of my journey, I have found that um, literature is it's very, very serious. Um, it can not only make a person that's reading it or it could break a person, So I know that the mm-hmm. information is being transmitted um, on paper. Um, we need to really um, you know pray about it, um really take mm-hmm. follow the spiritual guidance that we're receiving to make sure that we are coming across um, and saying what it is that we're we're trying mm-hmm. to li- deliver a message and making sure that it is um, exactly the way it should be. Um, you know, portrayed. And I didn't realize Mm -hmm. just how important, um, you know, literature really was. And then from a spiritual standpoint, I do find it to be very, very powerful uh, because it's something about when you have written it down. Um, You know, no one can take away from it. No one can add to it. So um, it's a very, very um, um, spiritual connection with writing and literature Mm -hmm. as well. And um, I just want people to understand well, I, well, I'm just going to say I was one of those people that didn't really see or even understand that, you know, just making sure that the proper message is being relayed, whether it's through writing or communicating, is very serious because, um, like I said, you could, you know, seriously break spirits, you could build people, mm-hmm. you could tear them, you know, with your words. So I think that, um, you know, just, just, just keeping that in mind, uh, just how uh, serious, literature and communication really is in this lifetime
5: Mm
1: -hmm. very
6: good
5: Uh, yes yes and now this is warriors queen zipporah and i want to comment on what miss anisa said about making and breaking you know people and um as i continue with the information hour i do have you know uh, here's a connection, as we had discussed, you know, rather as I had told you, Sage, about whatever the show's topic was, and then I find, you know, the publishing information and connecting with it. But um, this is different from, I'm talking about uh, the different route in which carrying it from a caller instead of the topic.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: mm-hmm. Alrighty, so I'm going to move on to number two, which is trust brainstorming slash free writing.
0: Mm. Mm.
5: And um, what it means is go ahead.
7: No, um, I don't mean to interrupt you, on, and I'm just newly logging into the show
5: tonight. Hello Sky, how are you?
7: Welcome Sky. Good man. Greetings. Greetings to you all. Greetings, man, you know. How's
1: how's the weather in Saint Croix?
7: Very hot. Hot, hot weather.
3: How hot? How many degrees?
7: The full moon's coming up too, so it's even hotter now. Oh. Uh Oh
1: Moon, beautiful.
7: Are you outside near the water? Yes. Ma'am. I'm near the water but I'm in sitting in the car. I, I have better reception in here. Oh than okay.
1: So you're looking at the water and the moon. So is it a full moon tonight or tomorrow? Which which of the two? I believe it's tomorrow. Most yeah, day. you I can kinda tell from the weather here too. Mm-hmm. And the way the
3: waters have been. Yeah. You yep. have
1: a
7: criteria as far as determining like certain certain food items. Like I know with the Jewish is kosher, and the right. certain corporate certain corporations that you go to to signify that this is like authentic and and real stuff. it does the, yeah. the same? apply? Does it apply to books and writing, like the, the empress was, like mentioning? You know, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't mean to go backwards. And you know, I know you're. you're no, you're that's good.
1: Um, a seal, a seal. I always check for seals because whenever I want to get a good book, I know that book um, has been. Uh, it's been labeled by a certain community of people that they rate books, okay? okay? If this book is considered a bestseller, I'm looking for that seal to be on that I book. See you? If this book got- yeah, a seal? Yeah, seal, you know what a seal is? S-E-A-L. No. Okay,
3: Let me I define you. That
1: for you. But I'm not gonna give you my, my words, I'm gonna go right to Merriam uh, Dictionary. So hold mm, me, have- me for a minute, because this is important. It's important to know this. Mm. Okay, a seal, what is a seal? A device or substance that is used to join two things. Now that's when you're sealing, like maybe you have papers and you're trying to bind them together. We're not referring Mm. to that uh, definition Mm. for seal. We're referring to a seal as being an emblem. Okay an emblem. Mm-hmm. That means it is evidence of authenticity. It's used oh. as evidence of authenticity. So whenever you want a good book, don't just get a good uh-huh. book because your friend said, oh, that book is good. I just read that.
3: What mm-hmm. is
1: that? That's going on somebody's opinion. Get a book with a seal on it.
3: That's when you know that book has
1: been dedicated.
3: How do you know?
1: It's authentic.
7: authentic. Okay. Is it an actual seal that you have to break when you open the book or is it something? No, no, no.
1: It's an actual seal on the book. It's an emblem. Like, okay, how can I describe this? You know how when you buy food, right? And you look for that stamp or that seal that says non-GMO. When you look for that seal, you see it says gmo you're going to buy that. Because you know it's not genetically modified. It's in this raw organic state. You look for a seal that says organic, you're going to buy that. I know I would. So Mm -hmm. when you get a book, it's the same thing. There's a seal on it. And it tells you about that book. It tells you its value, its rank, if it's authentic. If it's a bestseller, that's what you look for. Don't go on somebody telling you, I just bought that book. That book was good. It was a good read. No, no. There are experts. They make those decisions and they have a certain criteria. They have a certain Mm. checklist of things. And if that book is a book that is reputable and it's accredited, with credentials that mark that book as being a good read, that book has a seal on it. The seal is of or for authenticity. That tells you that book is of worth. That's the kind of book you should have in your library, in your house. Oh. On your, if you use, you know, the electronics, you should have downloaded that book or downloaded in ebook format. You should have it. Or have it by means of audible books on Amazon. So that's what you want to do. Look for the seal of authenticity. Every good book has one. Every good book
7: has one. Even books of reference, so like the empress before was asking, like, um, how 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 does she know that it's coming from a, a good source? So through the seal. So you do we'll your own that.
1: research. Another thing, you do the research. Research oh. who these authors are. Research who oh. they are. That means you take out some time, you do some searches. You can do a Google search or X.com search and type in that author's name. You want to find out oh. something that's okay. going to let you okay. know if that author is an authority on that particular topic. I would not oh. waste my time. I will not waste my time. Buying a book, buying an author based on somebody else's opinion. I'm going to do my own research. I'm going to do and my Google. own homework. I'm going to do my own Google search or x.com search or bing.com search. I'm going to do a lot of searches, not just one, so I can find out about this person. Who wrote this book okay. because the worst thing to do is go on somebody's word, just their opinion. No, you go for an expert opinion. Go for an expert right. opinion. Look for a sale. And that's key. Warrior is queen, What would you like to say?
4: You know what, says? I was
5: listening, and while you were talking, I was thinking about how, you know, you go to the, uh, the mechanic shop, the, like, Pet Boys, et cetera, mechanic store, and if you're looking for, for example, like, motor oil, and as long as you see that gasoline, I think it's the seal that you were talking about. It's silver, and it's, like, it was, um, like approved by, um, oh, boy, I cannot think of the, um, whether, I, I don't know why I can't think of, like, what it stands for. It's a silver seal. I know what you're talking about.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: And also, mm-hmm. I don't want to sound repetitive, but I understand stage to page when she said about looking for that seal. It was uh, especially if that book is the winner of a like Newberry Medal or any other, you know, award. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Okay, so mm-hmm. we're gonna, gonna so. move on to the. Yeah, it's 1025, and we got to stay time conscious because we are on a timeline. Uh, Warriorist Queen, keep going, keep keep sharing, move on. If anybody has questions or comments at this point, just simply say your name, loud and clear. Warriorist Queen will then acknowledge you, and then she will invite you to speak. We're going to do things in that order. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All righty.
5: right, <laughs> you're welcome. All right. Now I'm going to uh, continue, and those are the uh, those are the only two quotes. So now I'm going to move on to. All right, I got the articles. Pardon me. All right. Now I have the following. Is the next section is the uh, publishing information. <laughs> And I have three articles from WritersDigest.com. And the first is titled Seven Toni Morrison Quotes for Writers and About Writing by Robert Lee Brewer, dated August 6, 2019. Now, I want to comment about Toni Morrison. Regarding her novels, I'm just familiar with Beloved. But then after I started learning about her because she was before my time, And what she wrote about and what she said was definitely affecting. So I'm going to read the article and it begins. Here are seven Toni Morrison quotes for writers and about writing from the author of Beloved, Song of Solomon, and Jazz. In these quotes, Morrison covers books, power, and more. And this is a key sentence. Tony Morrison was an American novelist, essayist, editor, teacher, and professor emeritus, which means of the former holder of an office, especially a college professor, having retired but allowed to retain their title as an honor. End of definition. At Princeton, definite, Princeton University, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Barack Obama, as well as the Nobel Prize in Literature and many other awards. Her two most popular novels are *Song of Solomon*, which won the National Book Critics Circle Award in 1977, and *Beloved*, which won the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction and National Book Award in 1988. And I want to stop here and comment on stage about the seals on books, and here's a connection. Now I'm going to uh, back to the article. Here are seven Toni Morrison quotes for writers and about writing. If there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. Number two, it is what you don't write that frequently gives you what you do write its power. Another key quote. Number three, if you have some power, then your job is to empower somebody else. And I want to comment on what um, Anise has said about you know literature you know affecting people making and breaking people number four teaching is about taking things apart writing is about putting things together another Mm -hmm. key quote Mm -hmm. number five books are a form of political action books are knowledge books are reflection books change your mind
0: mm-hmm. number three. Very
5: good we absolutely thank you all right would anybody like to comment
1: yes I just want to say to everybody mm-hmm. listening uh, make sure that you're taking notes it doesn't matter if you have a marble composition book a piece of paper and a pencil or if you yeah. have a an electronic Mm -hmm. Uh, make sure that you're storing this information down, resource information. This show is not just Mm -hmm. your average talk radio show. We're about enrichment, people's lives being made better. And in any way that we can help you, we're going to spread good information. So make sure that you're writing the keys of knowledge and wisdom down because they will prove essential to you. In your life, daily. and I just wanted to share that. Where is Queen? The mic is returned to your hands.
5: All right, thank you for that. Save thank the you. page, and you're sharing. hmm You're welcome. All right. Number six. We die. That may be the meaning of life, but we do language. That may be the measure of our lives. And number seven. What difference do it make if the thing you're scared of is real or not? and that's another key quote: The end of this article now it's time for questions and comments.
3: Many, so
0: many, <laughs>
5: Yeah,
0: was
1: One moment. I'm some backseat. So I'm going to ask if anyone has paper and it's very close to your microphone, if you can just kind of discreetly uh, remove the microphone. This is a live broadcast. So, as a courtesy to our listeners, we want to keep the noise to a minimum, as for background noise. Thank you.
0: So it is.
6: I'd like to say something. This is day Davis-Saxa. That's OK?
1: Yes, you're welcome.
6: OK. Um, there was a lot of information, very helpful information that I'm listening to tonight, and I'm truly grateful for it. Um, I think for me, um, when you had said, if the story hasn't been written, then you must write it, that really did yes. stick with me. And um, that mm-hmm. has been my experience. I didn't know that I was actually going to write a book. I mean, I've always been good at writing, even in you know high school, I wrote in the school paper, you know, People listen, they love to hear me talk, you know, just my friends, family members, or whatnot. I've always been like, been like the spokesperson of the family, but I didn't mm-hmm. know that God was getting ready to use me to um, start record keeping and documenting um, the events that have occurred in my life. In fact, the case um, that I'm dealing with and it dealt with for the past 10 years the case is the case, and then the book is the book. And so, and what I mean by that is that I was actually on a journey into truth uh, regarding my father's unsolved murder. So I was actually working a case. I had a paid attorney, which I gathered up everything myself first. um the spirit you know, uh, I'm getting this energy coming from a source that at that time, I really was not um familiar with. I just knew that something was leading me into this truth, right. every door that I opened up. It was something there. So, again, I walked into this very blind. And so when you said that the story, if it hadn't been told, then you must write it, and I kept getting that feel. I kept getting that sense that it was an urgent matter. Mm-hmm. In fact, even when mm-hmm. I published the book, everything was divinely done. Um, just the course of the journey, I've experienced so many setbacks. Something didn't want me to complete this mission. And yet mm-hmm. still, because I stayed firm in what I was doing even though I was completely blinded to what I was, you know, where I was going with it, I just kind of followed the instruction. I followed my instinct. I followed the spirit. And so um, when you made that quote, when you said that quote, it just touched me because I know that that's exactly the way it is. I felt obligated. And actually it was a life or death Mm -hmm. situation because if I did not complete it, then I wouldn't have done, um, I wouldn't have um, fulfilled my destiny or you can say your life's mission and it's still going on. I just completed that part. And then once you complete that part, then here comes another level. So as you start elevating, Mm -hmm. you know, things just get more and more real by the day. But Mm -hmm. I just want to say that I, uh, I was obligated and Mm
1: -hmm. I was
6: not going to be complete within myself because there was a sense of urgency not just for me, but for other people, for the world. Like there was this is a bigger situation here. You know, so
0: mm-hmm.
6: I didn't know I was gonna have a book. I never really pictured me being Arthur. author. That's why I don't even have the word author in front of my name. You know, I I'm just <laughs> not one of those people. <laughs> you know, this is like
0: mm-hmm. this is
6: very this is a this is beyond the titles, you know, this is something else and so that quote that you mentioned, I really took that to heart. It was very powerful to me. And um, thank
5: you. You're welcome. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to seem like I've got to, like, trust that when I, you know, with the information that I pick out, you know, to talk about and publish, and it connects to the uh, the show's topic, and then the callers be coming in as well. Absolutely. What's mm-hmm. powerful.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
5: And then another thing I want to comment is that you've also talked about another, the, uh, the next article that I'm going to read, you know, regarding about what you you know, the life's events that you wrote about.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome.
6: Everything's divine. Mm-hmm. Like, when it's mm-hmm. an appointment, it's an appointment. We all show up.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
6: right.
5: Mm-hmm. So, that is the truth. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I'm going to move on to the next article, which is titled Life and Fiction, Life into Fiction, Turning a True Event into a Compelling Story by Stephanie Kane, dated Ar- August 13, 2019 today. <laughs> Lawyer and crime novelist Stephanie Kane delves into the complications and rewards of using real-life events as inspiration for writing compelling fiction. And I just want to share this is that regarding my first novel and all, is that I did fictionalize a historical event that has caused me trouble with publishing. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Correction change that from okay. novel to manuscripts. Yes.
1: Uh, did you repeat that statement? Thank
5: you. Sure. You know what? Yeah, I want to say this correctly. Um I wanna share this with you, that regarding um the manuscript, like uh I mean not the manuscript, regarding this article I'm about to read. So with my first manuscript, I you know fictionalize a historical event that is, you know, I feel is causing me trouble with publishing it.
3: Mm.
5: That's it. Mhm. Mm.
0: Mm, yes.
6: Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is the show host, right. and I want to, um, in response to your statement, I want to make a statement. Um, what I have discovered, even in my journeys, uh, whenever I was setting out to launch a literary project, it's going to be naysayers. There's always going to be a, an mm-hmm. adversity that you're going to mm-hmm. encounter. Especially Mm -hmm. when your work is of worth. Yes. So if you know that what you are composing and and what you are getting published is going to help, maybe it's going to serve as some sort of self-help manual to someone, expect opposition. That is a response. And it's actually Mm -hmm. ordained to be. Just like there's light, there's darkness. So expect there to be someone or something that's going to be in opposition or the opposer or the adversary of what it is that you're trying to get accomplished. And, and But let that serve as motivation. Don't let it discourage you. Look at it in this light. I must be doing something right or something Uh wrong to try and block it. There must be something righteous about this work because if Uh it wasn't, then the negative forces would not be opposing this. So let it serve as a motivating factor. Don't let it discourage you. Don't sweat. No, sweat, but don't give up. <laughs> Sweating is
5: good. <laughs> oh yeah, sweat yeah, this is glorious Queens of the Poor. Yeah, that uh usual quote, sweat, blood, and tears. Where's uh what the works were made from.
1: <laughs> That's right. right. That's when we discovered, you know, also the substance that we have. If it's not tried by fire, you know, just mm-hmm. like metal have to be put mm. to the test when they're tried by fire. If we don't have those fiery files in our life, we will never know what kind of faith we possess, or even the courage that we have, whether or not it's good courage. So yes, let the mm. adversity come. Embrace it. Welcome it. It's a good way of you discovering just how grounded you are. And what you mm-hmm. believe and just how well established or sure you are about what you need to get mm-hmm. accomplished. So it's a buffer, mm-hmm. it's a good thing, not a bad thing.
5: And uh this warrior's Queens of the Poor and uh I would say I just saw breakable song. Anyway, yeah, he talks about what you just said, you know, something similar hmm And uh we was the lyric, now I'm steady laughing while surfacing. And there was another lyric I can't remember, but um where he talks about, you know, like being strong in spite of opposition.
0: I just think it's
5: truly amazing. Um, this is a nice hit Davis Jackson
6: again. I just I'm just over here just blown away. By the words that you're speaking, because a lot of people didn't understand why I why I always uh, refer to this mission as fire. So even you know I'm on Facebook, and so if you, you Google my name or find me on Facebook, you'll see that many of my quotes when I um when I um introduce my book, I always have the elements as a um, what do they call it, those emojis, and I they're power statements for me. And I use fire. I use the tornado uh, emoji. I use water. You know, I use key, a key. It's a, it's a key that I use. And these are things that I didn't even know that um, it's not like I consciously did it. It's like something has been driving me to use these elements to, to grab them, to grab them. So when you said fire, you know, a lot of people have been asking me, like, okay, well, what's up with the fight? You know, and I'm letting them know I've been through the fire and back. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, my journey, mm-hmm. I literally was broken down to many pieces. I mean, can you can you explain how uh, a child loses a father to murder? And my dad was shot and thrown in the back of an F-150 pickup truck. And then all the mm-hmm. years... And then all these years we learned that the people, the man that was convicted was not the guy who did it and that there were three other individuals that were tied to the police department. You know, we learned that the Whoa. ambulance was canceled um, and my father's murder. I mean, it's just unbelievable. We're talking about 87 here. So when, this, when I was presented with this truth, I didn't ask to walk through this door. In fact, it nearly took me out of here. But there was something within me that would not give up. And so now I'm trying to heal myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm also have an entire family that I'm in the process of Mm -hmm. healing too, because they don't know that this happened to my dad. I'm just being the one that's chosen Mm -hmm. to go through these doors. And now I've got this truth and I'm traveling to Tennessee. I'm going to Sykes to Missouri. I'm going to St. Louis. I'm going to all these different places where these, my family members live because this whole entire family was broken up by the murder of my Mm -hmm. father. You know, and, the course, I mean, it's just when I t- that's why it's called memoirs of a broken side because an entire family bloodline had been stripped and all mm-hmm. that had been ripped from us due to this wow. due to his untimely untimely right. murder. So when you say fire, mm-hmm. that's exactly how I present my truth because it was fire, and and then when you start to um. Learn the truth about the spirits and the you know the different the spiritual, the spirituality of things, which actually mm-hmm. is the most important uh you know lesson and the important part of this whole game that we're supposed to be getting and grasping, then you learn that these elements mm-hmm. represent you know they have more meaning to it, you know what I'm saying like it's
0: just
6: yeah. it's just it's, it's it's overwhelming at times but it's very very mm-hmm. true. So when you said what you yeah. said, if you didn't go you didn't go through the fire, that it ain't real. Then you know, mm-hmm. I definitely can agree to that. <laughs> Cause, right? Cause yeah. I'm telling you, that's mm-hmm. where I've been through the fire, and I came mm-hmm. out all right. <laughs> yeah, I tell it. The
1: story,
3: you know, that's
5: it. Yeah, this Thank is this is Warriors, queens of poor. And, Anise, I want to comment when you said about, you know, how you told the connection of who was involved in your dad's murder, and Mm -hmm. we said with the police department. I mean, that was a murder mystery case right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it it gets even Mm -hmm. more deeper,
6: but we'll wait until, you know, we Mm -hmm. have our our one-on-one because it's very deep, and it even gets so deep that my life is being literally revealed to me. Almost like a divine mm-hmm. design, and the people that were mm-hmm. in my life that I've had children mm-hmm. with are tied to this case and don't even know it. Now, how bizarre is wow. that? It, every person right. that has entered my life, relationships, people that have hurt me—they are all tied mm-hmm. to the whole circumstances. Not saying that they did it, because they didn't. You know, they were a lot younger. Right. No way right. that they could. But right. even in, even gets so deep as to my lat. To my my one and only marriage, and I'm divorced now. Um, my husband, mm-hmm. his mother's name was the name of the one of the killers. I mean, it's when I tell mm-hmm. you it just blew me away. Oh, oh man, it you, know away. you know what? I, I just it's it deep. It's it's overwhelming. The irony, It's right? off the oh.
3: chain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> and you
5: know what? Go ahead, Sage. Because go ahead, Sage, cause I want to say oh, something. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You, you go ahead. because uh, what I would say is that. It was as hmm. if this mur after this murder happened. It was as some kind of uh, I want to say with the exposure just automatically happened. Like it knew what to do. The exposure said, "All yep. right, you know we know who did it, and so we're going to show it to you because we can't talk. Yep. We can't talk. We will show." And uh, yep. <laughs> that's
6: the mm-hmm.
0: truth.
5: It won't
6: die. Mm-hmm. An unresolved crime, unresolved act, mm-hmm. never dies. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I tell people is that murder is the one thing that has no statute. Why do you think that? Because they know that the effects. It's life changing. Mm-hmm. It will affect an entire bloodline, and then all these curses come up on mm-hmm. you because of the because of the shadow mm-hmm. that's now lurking over your entire mm-hmm. family with this unresolved situation mm-hmm. and unresolved acts and mm-hmm. crimes and you know all this bloodshed and everything. So it's mm-hmm. a lot deeper. And when I tell you that the book is it's here to heal. It's going to, sh- it's already doing it now. I've traveled to, you know, from different states to states and I'm getting mm-hmm. better every time. Cause understand that this is not, yes,
5: um, yes, good this you, is yeah.
6: very, I'm very passionate about this. So I'm passionate wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't just pick and choose to talk about it. You know, I have to be uh mm-hmm. spiritually built up for it because it'll just drain mm-hmm. me. You know, it was yes, spiritually I understand me something, at it will, time,
5: you know, if you're not yeah. prepared if, if you're I'm not, not prepared. what you can and
0: mm-hmm. yes,
5: uh, word correction. Yep. I'm gonna use something even more you know, correct. Is that mm-hmm. If you are not, you know, not prepared but if you what you can and can't tolerate.
0: Yes.
6: At that time I have to mm-hmm. pick and choose. This time that I have to turn
0: mm-hmm. you
6: know, um, you know, some of my travel Engaged. I, some, mm-hmm. I thought I was okay to do it, but, you know, it, it's just mm-hmm. not that time. Like, I can feel it when I'm just, mm-hmm. I, it's just not the time. And through this entire journey, mm-hmm. I've learned to separate the spirits. It's very hard to get anything past me, you know, and not mm-hmm. even just that, but just learning the case is just the, the tiny bit of it. I started to,
0: mm-hmm. I'm
6: going to tell you something. Wisdom started being bestowed up on me, and I'm mm-hmm. able to see fraud before anybody else.
5: Can you mm-hmm. imagine that? Mm-hmm.
6: My, my, wow, my, you know what? Yeah. my, my yeah. discernment is,
5: I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't
6: mean to cut you off, but, yeah my discernment was stronger. The wisdom came. It's just instantly. It's like the it, the spirit just used the case to get my attention and then mm-hmm. after that, everything else about the spirits, about the religion, mm-hmm. everything just the whole the whole plan that's been going on here, you know, and it goes mm-hmm. from being a case of my father to being a case of mankind. so as you get to the back of the book, you're getting deeper mm-hmm. into the book, and now I'm introducing you to this case of mankind, and the mm-hmm. hidden um, agenda, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just over, it's just, it's unbelievable, it's just,
5: and uh, what's now, the, I feel yeah, what's, what's the name, it. go
6: ahead, mm-hmm. oh no, I'm sorry, what were you saying,
5: yeah, yeah, what's the name of your book,
6: it's called Memoirs of a Broken Side, and it's, Stop, what's titled, the last word, uh, side, S-I-D-E, Memoirs, Memoirs of, of, a of a
5: Broken of a SID sorry, by a niece, like side. Mm-hmm. And you'll see an and eye. Mm.
6: Mm-hmm. And um, it's got a pyramid. And my name is Anissa mm-hmm. Jackson.
5: Anissa Jackson. All right. Mm-hmm. You know what? That eye with the pyramid—that's on the back of you know paper money. Yeah.
6: And then you know it's so mm-hmm. funny that you said that because a lot of people ask me about it, but this is what I'm getting ready to tell you: the eye is the window to the soul. So
5: they say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you look." And I'm yeah. allowing and you look into a one and, person's eyes. Yeah, you can see the uh-huh. soul.
6: Yeah. Yep, and see my grandfather, who was 104, he was very wise. His his name was also Anias, so I'm I'm named after mm-hmm. two men: my my granddaddy and then my father. Their names was Anias. Mm-hmm. My name is Anaisa. Nice, uh, and so he always, mm-hmm. you know, his eyes were as deep as the ocean. And uh, my grandfather mm-hmm. didn't talk very much, mm-hmm. but he could feel you. He was just a very wise man. But um, the eyes mm-hmm. have always been this symbol of, you know, the window to the soul, mm-hmm. and so I'm letting you in on mine. And then the pyramid symbolizes mm-hmm. hidden truth. And so I yeah, go You know what? Hidden truths yeah. mm-hmm, yeah. and treasures, yeah, I, and this is what yeah, I found. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Mhm. And you know, I wanna to add to it that it reminds me of what you're talking about. It Reminds me I was reading about Eve's Bayou. Eve's by you. Okay.
6: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and so uh,
5: I that don't was probably Mhm. Yeah. And I yeah, you know, I was reading like a, like the part that I had read about it, like when it was described about dealing with like the whole what you were talking about with the insight, etc. Mhm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
6: and it's so crazy that you said that because I've had a hard time, like it, not just me, but other people. There's no category for this book. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's nonfiction, fiction, but there's no category for it. Like you you can put it in with a cold case or a criminal, you know, uh, you know, murder mystery, yeah, like whatnot. mystery,
5: and you, like mystery. Yes, and all. yes you can also flip like
6: it. Yes. Yes. Mhm. But you can also flip it and mm-hmm. put it into spirituality. You can put it in a self help. You could put it in abuse. You could put I mean, When I tell you that it touches bases on every issue that we are facing mm-hmm. as human beings, I had no idea mm-hmm. that that's even what product I had. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. the very end that it all came together. And it's like I've literally walked in blind with this, and everyone just come mm-hmm. out the woodwork to help me finish it. Like so, mm-hmm. someone was sending people along the way to help me. Get to these next levels. Okay, this is what you got to do. This is what it's got to look like. Mm-hmm. This is where you got to position it. This, no, is, this no. is that. And it was not like when I tell you that it was all designed, it was destined or whatnot. So I am, um, it, this is really a blessing. You guys, this is truly a blessing tonight. And um, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you inviting me in on this. Yeah.
0: Well,
6: yeah. Mm-hmm. All a blessing.
1: You're welcome, Skiesky. Did you have a comment or statement?
7: No, no. I'm just enlightened by the words, the words, and just listening. Man, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
7: it's really inspiring to, to know that you know, mm-hmm. you go through mm-hmm. such turmoil and still, still are so strong, you know, and
3: mm-hmm.
7: still, that yeah. thing.
5: Uh, uh, All yeah, right, this is Warriors, Queen the Poor, and I'm going to continue on, you know, with the uh, free publishing information and with the article, again, in connection, you know, with my niece Jackson was talking about. So, um, this article is titled, Life into Fiction, Turning a True Event into a Compelling Story by Stephanie King, dated August 13, 2019 lawyer and crime novelist stephanie kane delves into the complications and rewards of using real life events as inspiration for writing compelling fiction and her story is titled a perfect eye e-y-e and again there's that connection uh miss anise jackson with the eye wow all right so here's the start years ago a housewife was beaten to death in her suburban denver garage I was about to and did marry her son. A family member was indicted for the murder, but on the eve of trial, the charges were inexplicably dropped. We all tried to get on with our lives. Twenty years later, remarried but still haunted by the crime, I dug up what I could find about the case. That material inspired the murder in my first mystery novel, Quiet Time. Every writer has a story that haunts us. Why else would we write? Although novelists routinely use real-world events to fuel stories, turning your own life into fiction poses unexpected challenges. How do you divorce facts from fiction without exposing too much of yourself or sacrificing your story's emotional truth? It's a fine line to walk and an even harder one to write. But because coming to grips with wrenching truths makes us human, there can be surprise and rewards. Here's what I learned from basing a Mystery on a Family Murder. Before you start digging up the bones, there are three key questions to ask. First, do you really want to do it? Put another way, do you want to stir up a hornet's nest? If your story Mm -hmm. involves a crime or a family secret and the people involved are still alive, there will be Mm -hmm. blowback. Stories like these are sticky. If the event was powerful enough to inspire you to write about it, It will have stuck in the minds of others too even if you think nobody remembers and you write under a pen name and with the unusual disclaimers Mm -hmm. chances are someone will recognize you and that's the key sentence starting with the word even and ending at the word you second if a publisher wants you to make changes to disguise or distance the novel from its origins are you prepared to do so Some changes may affect the storyline or chip away at the book's credibility. Changing Denver to, quote, Woodmark, end quote, sounds easy, but it annoyed a local reviewer enough to ding me for it. Why she wanted to know that I so obviously changed a key location's name and my thank you note how I longed to tell her. My publisher also required me to move the story up 10 years. (laughs) Date's established setting, the story's social, political, and cultural fabric changing them can do anything from creating subtle anachronisms to blowing a hole in the storyline motivations and subtext and the word changing the key sentence in the word changing and ending at the word subtext third are you prepared to forego marketing the book as based on or inspired by fact or to face the consequences of using that hook this gets to the heart of why you're writing the book Mm-hmm. All right, that's another key sentence, starting at the word mm-hmm. this and ending at the word book. There Are no. you using fiction to exorcise demons? Example, achieve closure. Revealing that your story is a roman Arc will increase sales but may unleash the very forces you want to put yeah. to rest. And mm-hmm. that's another key sentence, starting at the word revealing and ending at the word rest wow. Next. What's the best way to tell the story? Quiet time is a novel, but there are other formats for turning true events into a powerful tale. All right, another key sentence is uh, starting at the word quiet and ending at the word tale.
0: Mm.
5: To plumb the depths of my story, I've experimented with true crime memoir in the form of a research diary and a blog. Nonfiction formats provide crossover ways to use the material. Each adds dimension to the others, and any or all of them can be stepping stones to a novel. Which format are you most comfortable with, and what story do you want to tell? All right, the key sentence is starting at the word which, I mean, which, and ending at the word tell. Fiction uses skillful plotting and invented characters to get at universal truth. Another key sentence. Mm-hmm. You can also, pardon me, you can audition the cast, twist the plot, and make the ending soar, meaning go up, Spell S-O-A-R, but you have to make all that stuff up. Nonfiction is the opposite. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more powerful than facts, but like it or not, you're stuck with them. Fortunately, mm-hmm. between those poles lie two other formats which are often overlooked. A diary or a research log can be an end in itself or a surprisingly powerful writing tool used to document your discovery. Diaries and logs can capture a dynamism and wallness that might otherwise be lost. Because their unfiltered nature encourages you to let it all hang out, it can help you determine if your story has legs in the most natural way to tell it. Um mm-hmm. The word, another key sentence starting at the word, because, and ending at the word, it's, you know, that's also, you know, humor, funny parts. All right, continuing. Blogs and essays are models of compression and focus. Like a biologist wrestling an unwieldy specimen onto a slide in a blog or essay, you can slice your storyline into manageable segments and put them under a writerly microscope. Then you can experiment with the magnification and the lens. They are ideal formats for distilling the facts and exploring the emotions of a personal journey, what you think happened and how you feel about it. Once you've decided on a format, you are faced with the story. Do you have a story at all? With autobiographical or intensely personal material, it may take more than one draft to clear your throat. At this stage, it's important to identify the story's emotional pull. If you weren't a participant, would the story interest you? Now, the protagonist takes center stage. In any story in which the protagonist tries to find meaning in a searing event, the arc is how he changes. Where did that experience take you? What did you learn? The event must be more than a plot device, it must have the power to cause change. Another key sentence starting with the word it and ending at the word change.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Next is point of view, fiction or not, in first or third person. If the story is about discovery, the the narrative glue is you. I learned this the hard way. In quiet times, early drafts, I drew from transcripts and witness interviews to try to get into my stories. I mean, into my characters' heads. Uh, you know what? Could everyone just hold on for a minute? I have to do something real quick,
1: and I will be right back. Okay. Warrior Queens of Poor. All right. Um until the co host Warriors, Queen Zapora Bellman returns, is there someone that has a comment or a question about any of the information that has been shared?
7: There's so many key words that I mm-hmm. kinda of lost track. They were all interesting. Yeah, were.
6: For me, it was a sense of confirmation as so well. So many words. For
0: real. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I concur-, concur. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. A lot of confirmation. Um, a lot of connections from articles shared to statements made. We're all definitely on the same wavelength, and we have that understanding um, that's very important and key. We're touching on topics such as this, you know, these kinds
3: mm-hmm.
1: of uh, topics go deep. You know, we're touching on spirituality, and, mm-hmm. you know, that are of a spiritual. Uh, plane, not just earth or physical. So, uh, right. you know, we got to take our time, make sure that we're um, interpreting things in such a way where everybody has full awareness of what's being said. And so I'm going to ask, does anyone have any questions about any information that was shared? Because if you do, now is the time to ask. We only have about three minutes, and then we're going to have to wrap up for tonight's show. So if anyone has any mm-hmm. questions, you can direct them to anyone on the panel. You can direct them to the co-host, maybe something she said. You can direct it to me, the host, Sage, maybe something I said. You can direct it to two guests, nicer. Um, She's She, too, is on the panel. And maybe it was mm-hmm. something she said. But if you have a question, now is the time to get your questions answered. Mm-hmm. We don't have three minutes for this.
5: All yeah. right. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. All right. This is Warriors Queens of the Port Thelma. The exceptional sugar shows is our co-hostess, and I am back.
1: Um, okay. So that means mm-hmm. no, does anyone have any questions before Warriors wraps up?
6: Tonight's show. We I have three. Uh, mhm. I do. This is a nice to Davis Jackson. Um, about the seal. I think I'm having um, yes. the seal. The seal for the book. Uh, a book. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. not gotten on those levels quite yet. Um, and I really don't know right. how to go about right. it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I've got forwards that have been done. People have wrote reviews. And um, mm-hmm. really, I'm just getting started. I've been published since uh, November 2018, and, um, you know, I, I definitely feel like, you know, the moment the time has has, has started, that I, that's why I'm traveling and um, just go, I'm doing the mission that I had already seen in a vision many years ago. I actually saw a vision with me selling books out the trunk of my car, <laughs> you know, and it mm-hmm. is, it's is just unbelievable, you know, the things that are unfolding um, before me. Yeah. So I would like to know how would I go about doing that or presenting. Who would I present this to? Because um, you touch bases on so many different feelings that I have about what I've done. Number one, you know, mm-hmm. the spirit of fear has crept up on me because it is a, it is a book of truth, and it is when I tell you it goes deeper than what we discussed, and it may rub people the wrong way. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. people in high places, <laughs> you know, right. so.
0: Understood. I, what I, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, so who do you want mm-hmm. like to answer your
1: question? Direct? Yes. Um, direct. Um, uh, It's
6: uh, Warrior
5: Queen. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're saying that you're looking for a seal, you know, for your book, you know, to place it on. And yes. all right, now. Even though you had said that your book doesn't have, you know, a specific genre to put in because you say it can be both fiction and nonfiction, it depends on, I would say, it depends on the reader's viewpoint. But to the mainstream, the majority of people um, for a genre, it would be listed under mystery, mystery slash true crime. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes and so um if you're going to look for a seal like um like highly recommended or if your book you know wins an award I would say it would depend on you know the publisher you know where they would you know put it and if they um it would most likely go under you know mystery/true slash crime and the more readers you know who read your book and uh, they find it you know they like it you know and, uh, and uh, if it affects them cuz uh story means to affect, which is, you know, the word's definition. And then that's where you highly recommend it. You would get the seal. And then another recommendation would be the reviews. And if veteran authors comment, you know, on your book, then that is, you know, an absolute greatness. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Might I
1: add, there was just some. I wanted to make sure she's aware of too. Um, mm-hmm. The seals are given usually by a corporation, or they are designated by a an authority, and it would be it can be mm-hmm. a library or entity mm-hmm. as a library. It could be a particular um, medal, okay? Seal mm-hmm. um, that some sort of a medal is being awarded to you for the book based on its content and based on what uh, the authorities that make that judgment call uh, see that your book is doing it's something that it has to do that's community and global Mm based usually on a global scale not local but global how your book is able to impact the world how your book is changing lives maybe in, in a third world country, maybe children in, in a impoverished village of mm-hmm. Haiti or um, India. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's based on the reach. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Mm-hmm. Travel with your book. Mm-hmm. Go okay. and do lectures in other countries, not just your local mm-hmm. city or right. um, East Coast. That's Go definitely, definitely what I see. Go all mm-hmm. over. Don't let don't let anybody limit you. And every door that opens, you never know okay. who's going to be in that audience. Right. So that's the thing. You want your book to go in and in, into these circles where you know people of prominence are, people of affluence are, and the more of those people who are considered the uh, affluent, okay? Um, okay, or the uh, elite of the world Uh get a hold of your book and they are in and they're impressed by it they're going to make sure your book gets read so they're going to either uh put a seal on it or they're going to do a uh a review in the new york times um in the uh, globe but they're going to make sure that people know this book is worth reading Okay. Okay. So the still is not something that's vibe. The still is not something that's you. Right. I,
6: I knew that. It's I, I knew that it yeah. Right. Okay.
3: And I'm just saying that mm-hmm. for
1: clarity, you know, for everyone. Okay. The still okay. is something mm-hmm. authorities or mm-hmm. those that are prominent within society who designate seals, they're the ones that they have to review your book. So listen, for an example, don't limit yourself as to who you send a copy of your book to think about it take some time and you brainstorm and you make your own checklist of who are the movers and the shakers around the world Mm -hmm. right you do that don't let somebody tell you you do it on your own make your checklist and then you do your digging and you find out the addresses of these individuals and sometimes they may even live in your own hometown. (laughs) So you it's just a drive away. But you get there and you deliver, you you connect with them and you deliver your book and say, Hey, um, I have this memoir and I I, I already know it's controversial as far as the subject matter Mm -hmm. for some Mm -hmm. to read this, but I've chosen you make them know that they make them feel special. I've chosen you to share a copy of my memoir. And you take it from there and the spirit will give you the words to say in that hour. But we've got to know making the connections with the right forces, the right people is how to get a seal, mm-hmm. get your book accredited, because that's really what a seal does for you. It accredits mm-hmm. your book as mm-hmm. having work. Okay, so that's something you definitely want do and thank you for even being bold to ask that question. Sometimes the reason why we don't know or we have not is because we
6: asked mm-hmm. not. So yep. now you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome.
5: Mm-hmm. All right. This is uh Warriors Queen Zipporah and I'm gonna return to uh reading the article and for those of you just tuning in, I am and we know, reading three
1: minutes, just to let you know, three minutes only. So we're wrapping up. Three minutes on Are wrapping up. All right. So I'm going to finish off this article.
5: Next is point of view. Fiction or not in first or third person, if the story is about discovery, the narrative glue is you. I learned this the hard way. In Quiet Time's early drafts, I drew from transcripts and witness interviews to try to get into my characters' heads. The universal feedback was that my Greek chorus was annoying and incomprehensible. Readers need one character to perform the role of guide. The chorus helped unclog my drain, but quiet time ended up written in third person with my surrogate as protagonist. Who else gets a role? Unless you're writing dystopian fiction, a novel dealing with a moral issue like personal culpability requires a clearly defined center of good. It should be someone other than the narrator. Quote, unquote, good is relative. To locate its center in your story, start with a real participant. Where on your spectrum of good versus evil did each of them fit? And the story that spans decades, cops and family members can be cowards or heroes at any point and in different ways. Who was the real hero? That brings us to conflicts. Even in cut and dried murder cases, good versus evil isn't enough. The most interesting conflicts are internal or between people on the same side. Did a sister turn on a brother, a father, on a son? Mm-hmm. Cops and prosecutors are both on the side of justice, but how they view their roles and what justice means to them can differ dramatically. Mm-hmm. Now the structure. Why worry about it? If you're working from facts, isn't it ready-made? But a timeline is not a dramatic art. A-R spelled A-R-C. Do your daily doings amount to drama? If your story takes place over many years and the protagonist is looking back, you may be tempted to use multiple timelines. Like a Greek chorus, however, quote, now, end quote, end quote, then, end quote, chronologies can overwhelm a story structure. Compress or synthesize timelines to avoid repetition, proliferation of detail, and confusing and frustrating the reader. If you are fictionalizing a true event to achieve closure, the real-life ending was probably unsatisfying. Any journey has two endings, where it came to rest and where it left the protagonist. This is your chance to restore balance to the world, to make things come out right. What final twist or insight made your journey worth taking and will bring it home to readers? I mentioned rewards. Four years after Quiet Time was published, I got a phone call from a cold case detective. A family member saw me interviewed about the book on the local TV station that was airing reruns. She read Quiet Time and came forward with a confession the killer had made. Thirty years after the case went cold, he was reindicted and prosecuted for murder. Stories Mm -hmm. like these can do more than lay your own ghost to rest. The end of this article. Absolutely brilliant. Serious, man. yeah, uh, And and this is glorious, Queen Zipporah. I want to add the uh the paragraph before the ending was chilling. Real.
3: Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, you saved the best for last, Zipporah.
5: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. the Last sentence and all, but the sentence, but the paragraph before that was the chiller. Oh. Mm-hmm, yeah Who who is this book? All right, this uh, this author is named Stephanie Kane. Mhm. Last name spelled K-A-N-A yeah. And, yeah and yeah, it's a well, I want to say the connection once again did its job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is this fiction or non-fiction? Uh this sure. is fiction. This is a crime i yeah. It's a uh, a crime novel, mm. mystery slash crime novel. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and uh, the quote is true. The um, the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. yeah. Mhm.
0: It's very and, impactful. Uh,
5: mhm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And, um, Sage, uh, this is Warriors, Queens of Court. I know you said you only have uh, three minutes. Yes. Um, all right. In the okay. last article I'm going to save for the next episode because it was uh, three. So what I would like to do with that I'm going to uh, skip on to, you know, the next, the ending session that I do for uh, publishing information, and I'm just going to read this important article, which I feel is very, you know, effective. And yes. the section is uh, titled Anti-Trump, Art Warriors, Resistance Medicine. And it will be listed under, under uh, literature. And the article is titled Energy Vampires by Dr. Bruce Goldberg. And here mm. it starts. Some people, by their very presence, seem to drain the energy of those unprotected people around them. They will often associate with a victim who exhibits the classic signs of this drain. General debility, lack of motivation and energy, an emaciated <laughs> physique, a pallid complexion, and an overall sense of weakness are typically noted. These victims also tended to be highly suggestible people. The dominant partner, energy, va- parentheses, energy vampire, close parentheses, always resist a successful treatment or protection applied to their victim most of these energy vampires are well-meaning normal people they are an unhappy lot and do their damage by a telepathic draining of their victim's energy resources mere separation of two people results in immediate positive changes in the victim in my los angeles office i train all such victims in the arts of spiritual protection techniques to eliminate any recurrences of this syndrome. Try the psychic protection negativity experience on a hypnotic exercise link for your own protection. I prefer to use the term, quote, psychic parasitism, parasitism, end quote, for cases where this energy drain is involuntary and subconscious. If this effect is the result of a premeditated psychic attack, I refer to the purpose perpetrator as an energy vampire you will observe this process at work in any public gathering the more people present the easier it will be to observe this could be a family gathering a lecture or an encounter at your local movie theater when I conduct seminars and workshops it is more than obvious I discuss this concept and immediately see certain heads bobbing up and down even more interesting is the response of their partner These individuals give me some of the nastiest looks I have ever seen. Fear not, Mm -hmm. I am fully protected and am not susceptible, which means likely or liable to be influenced or harmed by a particular thing. End of definition. And back to the article. Mm -hmm. To their parasitism slash vampirism. Psychic Mm -hmm. defense strategies against energy vampires. The psychological dynamics represented by people who inadvertently portray a psychic attacker, parentheses, energy vampire, close parentheses, fall into five major categories. This personality type is an accumulation of that individual's experiences in their current life as well as in prior lifetimes. Fear is the common denominator in these individuals, and you must learn to protect yourself from their negative influences. The five personality types are called ethereal, insecure, paranoid, passive-aggressive, and robotic. The paranoid type. Betrayal is the main issue with a paranoid type. Their karmic theme in past lives has possibly been that of warrior-like behavior, self-sacrifice, and victory in their battles. As a result of their experiences, they learned that there were enemies in the world who betrayed and possibly killed them in several incarnations. Paranoid types are soldiers still trying to win a war that no longer exists against an enemy that has long since perished. They do not trust anyone. Everyone is their enemy, and life is their battleground. Fear is everywhere and an ingrained part of their personality makeup. Their energy fields tend to be more highly charged on the upper half of their bodies. They are especially fearful and distrustful of members of the opposite sex. Aggression is the most common response to the world from a paranoid type. This aggression takes the form of physical behavior and energy projections to anyone in their path. Paranoid types constantly pick fights. They are seductive but also incapable of long-term relationships. This person expects all others to betray them and will assist in setting up others for this betrayal. A paranoid may initiate a betrayal as a preemptor, preemptory, which means inciting, insisting on immediate attention and obedience. End of definition.
0: Wow. Strike. Wow. To lose
5: for a paranoid okay. is to admit that they are bad. This is intolerable, so these people must win at any cost. They are hard workers obsessive-compulsive, and are usually quite healthy physically. There is never enough time for them to accomplish their various goals. Paranoid types insist you agree with their often distorted view of the world. In reality, they want you to argue with them. This way they can win the argument and prove themselves that they're good and you are bad. Never argue with this person. Refrain from making eye contact with them. Lower and soften your voice when you speak to them, and change the topic to something pleasant. Number two, the ethereal type. Ethereal means extremely delicate and light way. Extremely delicate and light. And light. Sorry. Let me start over again. Ethereal means extremely delicate and light in a way that seems too perfect for this world. Existential. Terror is the predominant issue of an ethereal type. Most often, these troubled souls have been tortured to death in previous lives for their metaphysical beliefs or practices. Their only escape was to leave the body, so out-of-body experiences are the norm with them today. These individuals do not want much contact with others. They were afraid to incarnate in their present body and show this fear by being unwilling to commit their consciousness completely into their physical body. Mm-hmm. Leaving their physical body often throughout the day is the most common method that ethereal types use to deal with problems. They have weak boundaries and spend as much time as possible on the spiritual realm. Since all time is simultaneous on other planes, these people find it difficult to relate to linear time. Linear means arranged in or extended along a straight line, in the definition. The result of these inclinations is both Withdrawal and aggression. They become aggressive and angry when forced to function on an earth plane. Their psychic attack on you is rarely premeditated, but nonetheless, you must protect yourself from these individuals. Number three, the insecure type. The main issue with insecure types is nurturance. These souls have gone through many incarnations during which there simply was not enough food or love to go around. They usually were abandoned at some time in their present life and fear it will happen again. The insecure type feels that everyone around them is draining their energy. Their response is to suck the energy from others to compensate.
1: They may engage
5: you in long, boring conversation and speak very softly. Their voice is so soft and low that you have to strain to hear them. These are compulsive people who are classically overweight and susceptible to addictions of all kinds
0: these souls
5: continually create life experience proving that they are not worthy of attention and their energy needs and nurturing requirements will never be satisfied to solve this deficiency they must persist and drain in the energy from others creating a vicious cycle an insecure type always comes across as helpless they insist you do things for them and expect you to take care of their every need give and take circumstances are unknown to them all they can do is take. Never stand directly in front of this person. Do not make eye contact with him or her if possible. Encourage them with words, but do not offer to do things for them. Remember these individuals live in constant fear of rejection and abandonment. Do not let your pity for them be a basis for you being their next victim.
0: All right.
5: All right. Next one. The passive-aggressive type. Invasion and being controlled is the chief concern of the passive-aggressive type. During several past incarnations, they experienced being controlled and trapped in situations and prevented from being able to express themselves in ways they wanted to. They may have been slaves, prisoners, or been victimized by religion or government. These souls absolutely desire freedom, but their fear prevents them from claiming it. They are angry and resentful for not feeling free and lack a solution to this problem. Their response to the world is withdrawal, but with a subconscious wish to obtain permission from other people to come back into the world. Passive-aggressive types lack autonomy, autonomy, which means self-government. They constantly strive to involve other people in their lives. This individual makes demands and resists input at the same time. They live in the now and never plan or think about the future. Self-expression is unknown to them. It is common to observe others interfering with their development, completing their sentences, and taking them for granted. This type of individual creates an internal world of unclear, undifferentiated fantasies and ideas with fear at the core of this world. They imprison themselves and project loneliness, desperation, and resentment toward everyone they contact. It is impossible for them to to express anger. When you engage this type in a conversation, they will request your advice. Unfortunately, all your suggestions are wrong and you are of no help to them. These people ask but reject whatever is offered to them. Mm. Their classic response to your advice is, quote, yes, but, end quote. And final, the robot type. The main issue of robotic types is authenticity. They are denying their true self. During previous lifetimes, they had to keep up the appearance of being perfect in order to survive. Now, that um, definition is,
3: uh,
5: is, uh, belongs to the word social facilitation, which means doing their best because they have an audience. All right, back mm-hmm. to the article. They were most likely in charge of running things as they probably are now. Their outer world is perfect, the inner world is denied, and there is no core definite core essence. They constantly fear that something is missing and life is progressing without them. To deal with this reality, robot types try to become even more perfect. They have high paying jobs, a good reputation, a perfect feeling, and look in perfect health. The more inauthentic they act, the more meaningless the world appears. Others envy their lifestyle. People come to them with their problems. The robot types never attain satisfaction from life and come across as a blank. They function as if an automatic pilot and are often removed from your conversations. Robot types never complain about the world. They are perfect and everything is beautiful. Appropriateness and being, quote, politically correct, end quote, are more important than being real. These five types of psychic parasites need to be recognized, and treat it accordingly or a psychic attack upon you is inevitable i highly recommend my spiritual growth experience cd album my book protected by the light to fully benefit from this topic the end of this
1: article wow okay well we're gonna wrap up for tonight on that Mm. note i do apologize we can't go another hour but we actually have extended our hour to a half hour, so we're going to have cut it short tonight, but I want to say a big thank you for your report. For Thelma, thank you so much for the information shared on the mm-hmm. energy vampire, because it's important that we know their character description, mm-hmm. so that when yeah. we encounter mm-hmm. them, we know who it is that we are encountering. And so we can launch an effective counter action and be proactive in the counter action that we assert. Mm-hmm. Because it's important when you are in combat, that if you're supposed to go on the defense, you go on the yes. defense. But if you need to go on the offense, that you go on the offense. Now I'm talking football. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but you know, it all plays out You know, in order to win, you got to launch the correct response to whatever the action is that is perpetrated towards you. So we want to be wise in battle. We want to win the battles that we're in and we can do it. Just keep in mind, you can win. You do not have to find yourself a casualty in the warfare that we are finding ourselves in nowadays okay Mm -hmm. and there's so much warfare there's uh psychological warfare there's biochemical warfare there's spiritual warfare there's so many levels that warfare manifests in our lives and we need to be strong number one holistically that's mind body soul and spirit be strong Make sure that you are praying and watching. You have to be an observer okay. yes. so that you can discern what you are facing. What is this test? Amen. Who are my friends in this situation? Do I have a friend in this circumstance? Is there an enemy? And what is the enemy's name? So stay mm-hmm. awake, stay alert stay on the offense and defense, stay prepared, equip yourself holistically. You got to eat healthy, you got to think smart and think healthy, and you got to be healthy, which has to do with the spirit and Mm -hmm. the soul. So I do want to leave that with everyone. We will be back next Tuesday. I'm going to leave it right there. Don't miss next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and i shared the information on our facebook fan page regarding the book Mm -hmm. entitled memoirs of a broken side please Mm -hmm. let's support this author let's support her let's support Mm -hmm. her she is an indie, independent artist literary artist she deserves our support and respect this is not easy this journey is not an easy one for her she is going to be combating a lot of these spirit forces energies negative ones and and Mm -hmm. these uh you know their adversaries they don't want the truth within her book to be told so we're going to hold her up in our prayers positive thinking we're going to encourage her and we're going to support use those dollars use those dollars because as we show by numbers that her book is relevant then that seal that her book deserves to get that book will get. So let's show by our support in numbers and encourage others to buy her book. Again, it's entitled memoirs of a broken side. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I did share that information on the Facebook fan page for our show, which is simply you will do a search under the exceptional scribble show. Peace and blessings, everyone. We'll all be back next Tuesday. And Sky is there anything you wanted to say in closing?
7: No, just just diligence to everyone. Diligence on the freedom. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you.
6: And
1: blessings. Anyone else have anything they want to share? Love and
6: peace, everybody. I appreciate you for inviting me.
1: Thank you. You you. are so welcome. Big shout out to my adopted nephew, published author, Philip Berrien from Georgia. He connected us with this awesome, awesome Awesome published author. Mm -hmm. And we're going to support her book and sales. And we're going to support her in our prayers and support holistically as well. Peace and blessings to all. And a big shout out of thanks to each and every listener. You are the wind beneath our wings. Continue to support this Mm -hmm. broadcast. We will continue to bring nothing less than quality, quality resources to you. Every time we come on the air, we're going to have quality resources for you. So keep us in mind, support us, and we will do our best to enrich your life. Peace and blessings, everyone. Thank
0: you. And good night. Good night. Good night. good night. good night. good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky?